The weekend has landed. All that exists now is clubs, drugs, pubs and parties. I've got 48 hours off from the world, man. I'm gonna blow steam out of my head like a screaming kettle. I'm gonna talk cod shit to strangers all night. I'm gonna lose the plot on the dance floor. The free radicals inside me are freaking, man. Tonight I'm Chip Travolta. I'm Peter Popper. I'm going to never, never land with my chosen family, man. We're gonna get more spaced out than Neil Armstrong ever did. Anything could happen tonight, you know? This could be the best night of my life. I've got 73 quid in my back burner. I'm gonna wax the lot, man. The milky bars are on me! Yeah! Calling all the crusaders of the dance floor in green light mode. Disco queens, club casualties. Come on, let's join forces. Let's hoof it time! And now for our feature presentation. Feature presentation. Feature But this week, we're changing things up and we're going to be doing a puppet show for you. And I'd like to introduce our first character on the puppet show. It's Shigsy the dog. Hi, I'm Shigsy the dog. Hi there, Shigsy. Are you going to be sticking around for the rest of the podcast? No! That's the end of that. And let's say hello to everyone, right, let's say hello to everyone else. Hello there, Johnny. You're back. Hola, como estas? And hello there, Chris. Nice. And one more special young man, Greg. Hello. So, as we, as it comes, the more and more you go through lockdown, you forget how to talk to each other. And that's what we're here for, to keep you talking to each other. So, guys, what's your week been like? Are you going to narrow it down, or shall I just go first? <laughs> yeah, 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 go, yeah, go on. Someone kick it off. It's always a slow start, isn't it, guys? Slow burn, slow burn. I read a lovely phrase this week. Uh, We're born into a losing struggle, born sick and commanded to be well. That cheered me up. Um, And then, obviously, Phil Spector died. So they just took they just took away his first name. I was a couple. I was was, because you haven't been on for a couple of weeks, have you? So yeah, I was going to say it's old news, isn't it? I had that particular. Joke bullet in the chain. Oh, yeah, I know. Real it's... talk, fam. Why were you not on the cast last week? People missed you. I did, I actually fell asleep. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Priorities. I've been, I've been, my sleep plans have been a bit erratic, and then I, felt, I woke up and it was already late, and I realised I'd missed the podcast. It was really, really bad times. Were you upset? Bothered? You I, did, everyone did down? Back, I did listen back to it. I thought it was, I thought it was very good. Um, I liked um, Greg's idea for Britain's best tradesman. <laughs> yeah, you could vary trades. You didn't have to just make it all about pipe bending. No, no, no. Exactly, it could be like yeah. No, exactly. It doesn't have to be pipe bending. Any trade, yeah. In, in, any trade, any, any decent trade, like a decent plaster, decent whatever. Yeah, it could be good. I, I, I'd watch it. And then you, at the end of the series, you'd have a house. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I didn't listen to the last week's episode. You know the last week's episode, we talked about, we had the Bake Off music in the background, we were talking about shows like Bake Off, 
you know, and I said my idea for Bake Off show would be doing conduit bending, like electricians. Oh, right. But then yeah, you, yeah. we could apply that to any trade, like Johnny's saying, yeah, but any trade would be quite good. Any, any decent trade, if they're really good at it, it's decent to watch, you know what I mean? I say top plaster, top whatever. Oh, top chippy. Each, and then, yeah, you could build a house. Each contestant could make a tradesman's entrance. <laughs> That's good. You could, each person could add to a house. You could be build, they could be building would, a house. Would it be, it'd be called the tradesman's entrance, wouldn't it? The little arch over it. Where they go, where they go in, yeah. That'd be their bar. Social club. Tra- the tradesman's entrance is also another word for arsehole. The butthole. Is it? Oh, right. <laughs> you learn something every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's where they, I suppose that's where they'd have to take all the piping for the bending part of the programme. Hey, talking of podcasts, this week I've been listening to a new podcast called Two Pints of Um Something and it was Will Meller and the Ralph Little. Yeah. Great Ralph Little. And originally I never used to call we call him the new Brando. <laughs> Sir Ralph Little. Like... Sir Ralph Little of the, of the Globe. I've got a question. Chairman of the Globe. Question for you three that will get the chat rolling. Is there anyone that you've ever met that at first you didn't like them and then after when you heard them for a bit more you changed your opinion of them? Because well, Will Meller, I definitely... Something used to grind me up the wrong way with him. Grind you up the wrong way? Yeah, no, uh, no I, I, see, I always thought, I thought I he was all right. Okay. Listening to him talk, he's, he's all right. Yeah, I thought, I, I, see, I always thought he came across, I, I've never really heard him speak that much, I suppose on a podcast you get to know someone a bit better, don't you? But, um, but I, I, no, I, always, I never thought he... Except I never changed my opinion. <laughs> what do you mean? I hate you. Did you fight, is it because he was unattainable, Barry? <laughs> I'd never get what, you never get what you want. No, I never thought he never. came across that badly, Will Meller, to be fair. On, on the little bits of times I have heard him speak, he seemed all right. And Ralph Little. So I can imagine their podcast is all right. I'll give it a listen. Well, yeah, it's quite good. That, so that's There's some funny stories. There's a funny story about Amy Winehouse. Um, they went to a bar and she started singing at piano. And she got through one and a half songs and the manager of the bar told her to stop singing because they're not allowed people up doing karaoke. <laughs> and he was like thinking you paid like a shit ton for a ticket to go and see that. And then Will Meller, Britt Eklund tried to sleep with Will Meller and he had a missus and he was going, get off me, like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Britt Eklund? Yeah, he interviewed her for a show oh, once. Right. And not Britt Eklund, sorry, he's the one, Bridget Nielsen. Like, Bridget like Nielsen. Well, well, she's about the same age, isn't she? Well, no, she's she yeah. a bit younger, but no. Yeah. Still fucking old. Did you boys used to watch uh, Two Pints Lager and Packet Crisps? No. Is that because it's dog shit? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I saw it a few times, but it's a bit like... It was very run, like running yeah, like We were talking about human traffic last week. It's like even more cliches yeah. than derivative than that. Oh, t- tell me what you think of this thing, because one of the things they did talk about... The birds with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- Sheridan Smith, I don't know, she she goes she sort of goes up and down, she, like, she goes up and down in weight, doesn't she, quite a lot. But in some things, she looks she looks all right. Like there was a thing she was, did. Uh, she's playing like you're like a feminist. She, she's doing she's doing <laughs> she's doing she's this thing where she's having, she's having an affair with David Morrissey, and uh, she, she looked quite good in that. She wasn't doing was that like, thing like, on BBC Four where they were doing the thing about I think it was Looney Tunes, like the cartoons, and she played Porky Pig. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to hide That's not true. One of the things I think you should be careful because you've started off saying how good another podcast is, and then you get into really sexist, Ooh. you know, fattest stuff. 
and we've only just started. <laughs> I think you'll find she's the fattest. Yeah, that's not good. No, I don't, well, that was you fucking but saying that. You're the one calling her Porky Pig. I was saying she's quite fit. And I'm saying that because being edgy. You're the one saying, yeah, sorry, sorry, Chris. Pathetic. Chris, you started off by saying they were dogs. And you're quite right. And so Chris. I defended her, saying, like, her weight goes up and down, but Sheridan Smith's actually quite attractive. I didn't defend the other one with the nostrils. Her body's all right, but she's got, she's got like, <laughs> she's got some nostrils on her. Uh, but, I mean, she's... Uh, <laughs> Can I just... Well, I will say she, this, I mean, though. you still would on a Will Miller and Ralph Flitt were talking about one of the sketches on Two Pints, and it's, it was, they were talking about how they just used to improv stuff, and Will Miller had a pie in front of him, and he goes, who invented the pie? Whoever invented the pie was a genius. And then Ralph Little says, oh, if I, I had him right here in front of me, I'd kiss him. And then Will Miller says, oh, that's gay. And that was the joke in two pints or four pints, whatever it's called. And he was going, you could never say that now. You could never say that now. Then Will Miller said... He just did. Yeah, I know. But he said, you couldn't have it on a TV show yeah, now. Yeah, you couldn't fuck you like on you a podcast. Wouldn't be able, on a podcast, you can, yeah. You wouldn't be able to have it on a TV show. And then um, <clears throat> Will Miller said... Yeah, you can't even call a blackboard a blackboard anymore. And then he also said, you can't even... They're not even allowed to say bar-bar black sheep. They have to say bar-bar... Sorry, green sheep. And he goes, I've got half-cast kids, right? And you can't even say that. And then I was thinking, that is weird, because obviously they were doing that thing about how stuff you say... Sorry, Ralph Little was trying to cork him down with the. This isn't really. Sorry about this, guys. I'm really talking about another podcast here. It's not really. Yeah, no, yeah. You told me the story earlier, and it's like, yes. I, was, I didn't know this. I wasn't sure if it was like. Worth, sorry, worth it, talking about on the podcast. Sorry, guys. Quite far into it. I mean, that's the point of it. Um, well, I think it is dangerous because we're such a slow and boring start as we've had this episode. People are just going to go and look for the other podcast. I think yeah. the point of it is. When you start getting into dangerous territory like politics or race or anything like that, you don't really know how the other... If you've never talked about that with another person before, suddenly they can talk about it with you and you'll be like, whoa, shit. Or or just on a totally different wavelength. Some people are... I don't know. Different wavelength to it. What the fuck are you talking about? That thing about left... Like, oh, lefties and snowflakes and all that. And if someone suddenly says that to you, you're like, oh, what? I don't know. Maybe. Because I I, I don't know what the left is. Do any of you guys know what the left actually is? (laughs) <laughs> you. I need some example. I've never Corbin. You sucking off Corbin. I'm ruining this podcast. I mean, I say we'll cut this out. Don't worry. The other side. I mean, I'm stood over on the left. I'm not on, stood on the right when I say that. But if you go far enough to the right, everyone's on the left. Aren't I'm you? a left leaning. I'm a left. I'm yeah, centre left. Now. I'm centre left. I don't. I mean, I, I've got. I can lean either way depending <clears> on what. You know what I mean, I, I'm anti snowflake, but then I'm obviously. Over. <laughs> I'm anti-snowflake but I'm anti-racist as well so yeah you know I'm somewhere in the middle it would be better to come in but more the, left the podcast with some proper subjects like you were saying Greg yeah that we could all talk about yeah exactly well that's the so but what we could just edit most of this out start with our, how well does Google know you so cause I, I know my stories are refreshed so you just fucking swipe okay. swipe left Why is no one, swipe left if or you've swipe already right. got a great swipe right and then uh, Johnny was telling us this week. And we'll take it. We'll oh, take yeah, it of course. Interrupted. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, fuck. So maybe we can, we can get back to that. He, say, he was saying about his week. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, Johnny. Chuck it. Cause I, was, I, did read, I saw a thing this week, because um, everyone knows the N-word, don't they? But I didn't realise. No. <laughs> there's now two F-words. Because you can't say fuck and you can't say faggot. Uh, what? That's what I'm. I'll tell you what we'll do. 
I think we should settle this once and for all what you can and can't say nowadays. Let's have an interview with a guy who's been in showbiz for a long time. Um, and he's probably pretty famous. I think you'll know who he is. Mr. Bernard Cribbins. Uh, he's 91 years old and he's still as sharp as a stick and he's got a lot of wit to boot. Hello, Bernard. Hello, it's me, Bernard Cribbins. Who well, don't like being in Doctor Who, Bernard? That's not what Bernard Cribbins sounds like. Um, it was great. I loved being in Doctor Who. Because you were in Doctor Who twice. You were in the original Doctor Who and you were in the remake, uh, sorry, the TV series as well, weren't you, with David Tennant. What's David like? Oh, he's a great little fella, a fantastic actor. He really, I think he was the best Doctor of, uh, in the recent times, in modern times. I like the statue one, the ones with the weeping statues. Did you know that you're a gif in this modern time of you crying when the Doctor disappears, the tear in your eye, Bernard? Oh, I'm aware I've heard of gifs. Um, that's almost like the washing stuff, isn't it? Washing up stuff. Oh, that's Sif. Sif, sorry. Uh yeah, I've heard of these, but I haven't actually seen it. Someone's told me about it, though. And let's apologise again to Johnny. I'm sorry about my voice. I don't sound like myself, because I can't remember what Bernard Cribbins I'm sounds. really sorry, Johnny. I interrupted like you talking about your week again. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> For me to do a shit Bernard Cribbins impression. <laughs> so I didn't want to do. So, Johnny, please, before he does make you do something like that. Bernard is still sharp as a stick. Uh... If, if I listen he used to, to be sharp as a pack, didn't he, Barry? But he's gone downhill. <laughs> with stuff with, with people like that, I do know. I do roughly know what they sound like, but I need to listen to them just brief, just before I do do the voice, so they're knocking. Oh, I might try to. Oh, mm, he won't be, he won't be northern, <laughs> will he? Look, oh, huh? It's on the shelf. Yeah, because he's not. He's not. He's not northern, is he? No, not northern. Every voice you get is northern. It's northern or American. That was Stan. Yeah, it was just Stan. I was just warming up for Stan. <laughs> that was Stan from Slice of Life. In my head, Bernard Cribbin is Northern, right? But I know he's not. Every time I listen to him, he's Southern. So, yeah. I can't do Bernard Cribbin. Yeah, Bernard do Bernard Manning. No, I know Bernard Cribbin. He's in bloody in Water Babies. That's my favourite. And James Mason's in there. I could do James Mason better, I think. Bernard Cribbins is... We're not yeah. asking you to do James Mason. <laughs> We're asking to hear Chris's latest conspiracies. No, yeah, oh, so sorry, Johnny. No, no, Johnny no, again. Week. For fuck's sake. Uh, taking my mum for the vaccine tomorrow, so... Oh, my parents... My parents have both got done. will probably be empty in a couple of weeks. Hey. <laughs> Love it. My mum... My... She, uh, she, stupid, she stupidly watched The Mist yesterday and said that she was, like, terrified now of having the uh, vaccination. What? Why? <laughs> because of The Mist? <laughs> What's what? that got to do yeah, with... There's, there's something in The Mist where they kill all the children with injections, don't they? And telling them they're giving them vaccines. No. Oh, probably, yeah, maybe the movie. Because everyone's... No, I don't know. No, they don't kill everyone. No, he shoots the kids at the end. He shoots the kid, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Spoiler. He... he shoots his family, yeah, because he thinks she the right, monster's right. coming and then the, and the army then comes to save him just, like, seconds after he's killed his whole family. Chris, you ever seen The Mist? Yeah, she... Oh, shit. Chris. <laughs> One second. Chris, you ever seen The Mist? What? You ever seen a film called The no. Mist? No. Okay, don't listen to that bit of the podcast. Don't. I mean, you weren't listening then, but don't. when you listen to it, if you... We Carry on, Johnny. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible my mum was just confused. Yeah. Is it you giving her the vaccine? Just pretending to her she's <laughs> in the NHS hospital. I'm, I'm, I'm telling her she's going to the hospital, but in reality, I'm taking her around the back of the woodshed. Injecting her with air. <laughs> Just take her up to the top of the long story car. Yeah. <laughs> it's very official. Why does the needle look like an axe? It doesn't matter. Just put your head on the on the block. Just relax. This will be beautiful. <laughs> Mum, stand on the edge. 
Let the wind go through your hair. This is how you do it. <laughs> you like that film Titanic, didn't you, Mum? <laughs> uh, I came yeah, out of so there. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys. I came out. Of, whoa, 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 whoa. I came out of there. I'm going back in. What? Oh. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, oh the vagina. I see. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you talking about his... Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Um, lick on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's licked their mum's pussy. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Actually, I came out sucking my thumb. <laughs> oh, right. That's no thumb. <laughs> your mum was stood next to the neighbour and you came out of your mum's and went into the neighbours. <laughs> straight in. Ooh, like a flu. Baby flu. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Johnny, Johnny, has your dad, has your dad had the shot, has your dad had the vaccine? My parents have both had theirs. My dad made the no, joke. No, he's going into hospital tonight. He's got right. His esophagus is closed up again, so he's, oh, going, right. he's going to hospital in Spain tonight to have a balloon shoved down his uh, gullet and expanded. Oh fuck! It's all happy, happy news from my end. Shit. You sure he's not going for any cock and bull where, torture? Might be. Yeah, maybe they're expanding the balloon somewhere else. So where is it? Did you say he's in Spain or here? Spain. My dad's in Spain. Right. And my mum's here. Yeah, yeah. So your dad's, so your dad's getting all his treatment in Spain. Yeah, because he got in over there. Now, also, if he comes back now, he'll have to stay in a hotel for two weeks, won't yeah, he? Yeah. Mm. So, is, is, is anyone out there with him at all? Not, obviously, your sister's here. Yeah, he's all on his own. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Paul is a dolly. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, sidecar. <coughs> I hope he's all right. Anyway. Yeah. So, that's a. Okay, is that Johnny's, that's Johnny's week then? So we did get to do Johnny's so, week. Yeah, inheritance time, I think. 50 quid? Nah, Kitching. and the rest. Kitching. Jumping Jack Flash is a guest, guest, guest. John, Johnny, John, 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 John. I looked into uh, a lot of deaths this week. Ooh. Right, so yeah, Chris. They talk, uh, getting on quite a bleak sort of um, path there. Wrestler deaths in 2020 because there's a wrestler called Brody Lee. He used to wrestle for AEW and before that he was Luke Harper in WWF. And he was only about 40 and he fucking died recently, really recently. And he was a young guy and he was sort of, he was only off TV for about a week or so, week, like two weeks. And it was of a chest complaint, but nothing else has been released from that. It just says he died of a chest complaint. Not COVID related though, they say. That's the only thing they're specific about. It's it, it's bizarre, but then so I was then looking. I was like, oh, I heard that Pat Patterson died last year. He was another like wrestling legend, and Kamala, who was an old WWF guy as well. But they were like seventies. They were old older blokes. But then there was a wrestler called um, Shad. I've got it right down. Shad Gaspard. That's it. And Shad Gaspard. This is the most tragic one. You might have heard about it. He was like a current WWF wrestler. And he his kid got caught in a riptide out of Florida. And he swam out to rescue his kid. And he got just taken out and sad. And then um, died. So, a bit tragic. Um, yeah. In 2019, Rocky Johnson died. He was the Rock's dad. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Did, did any of their pets die? Do you think it's just a coincidence? No. It 
could, you know, join the dots. Just I'm just asking questions. I'm not suggesting anything. Join the dots. I'm not, I'm not saying that The Undertaker is killing young wrestlers and, and stealing their souls so that he can stay young. I'm not saying that. There's a lot about The Ultimate Warrior's son's hamster died. Oh. The, uh, actually, the Ultimate Warrior's dead, isn't he? The Ultimate Warrior, and also Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes. He was an early yes. one. The British Bulldog. He was an early one as well, wasn't he? They're the ones I remember. I don't remember. Brett I don't the know Hitman any of the ones. Hart's still alive. Oh, was he? Oh, was that, was that a myth then? It was Owen Hart that died. Oh, Owen Hart. Oh, oh, oh there we go. That's an urban myth then. Uh, that's all an urban mis- <clears throat> mis- yeah. mistake. A lot. <laughs> uh, but they're the famous ones, like Void Rage ones, like Chris Benoit, the Mountie, and that. Where I think Chris Benoit like. Slayed his family basically, and then drove off and killed himself. And oh, there's right, more cool. that, those sort of stories. Are, it's quite brutal. That's a better one because most of my assume are just like steroid-induced heart failure, like well, from taking like years of doing steroids, and they just have heart. I just assume they have heart attacks or heart failure early because of the strain they've put because they still work out and I don't know and use steroids in their fifties and then die. I assume that's what they normally die of. But the, that guy, the sorry, the one who did his. Family, that sounds a bit more Hollywood. I'll tell you what. Uh, who the, brought, uh, Chris, the, uh, sorry. What? Go on. What was it? Uh, you, I'm not. I hope I'm not interrupting. At, I hope I'm not interrupting at all because you can carry on if you had something. If you, you, this is just Jolly's. This is Jolly's intro. Remember. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to ask you something. What was the name of the uh, wrestler that slaughtered his family? Benoit. You said it was Benoit. Chris Benoit. Chris the, Benoit. The Mountie. Pat Benoit. And did you say that he had a lot of... Well, he's got like anger management issues, would you say? Are you drawing parallels with... Well, I'm Benoit. saying let's do an improv. <laughs> Greg is going to be Chris Benoit. Chris is going to play Chris Benoit's wife. And Johnny is going to play Chris Benoit's son. Now, we're not going to be disgusting and sick and do the night of the massacre. But we're going to do maybe a month beforehand... Just to see what the family dynamic would be like in that kind of family, and <clears throat> I bet it's incest. <laughs> I'll be playing Chris, one of Chris Benoit's wife's friends, Cynthia, <laughs> who's just come round for the evening to have a few drinks. Okay. Chris Benoit comes through the front door when we're having some drinks. Oh, this is lovely, Pat. Thanks. Oh, close door. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> Fuck me, the roads today! I cannot believe the traffic! Oh, hello, Cynthia! Oh, hello, uh, Chris. I really want to punch something, so annoying! Chris, Chris, calm down, calm down. Take the uniform off, you're not a real Mountie. What? I, I am, I'm a French-Canadian Mountie! I, I assume I speak like this. Uh, Pat, I think I'll... Yeah, no, no, you're in Mer- Remember, we, we married in Manhattan, and then we've moved down to Florida to fulfil your wrestling career and that's when you took on the persona of Chris Wenwan. Oh I see I can take off this itchy city um, uh, uniform I thought we lived in Canada You're so funny Chris you and Pat have a wonderful relationship Oh I can see your little Jimmy on the Ah fuck you Cynthia you really annoy me I want to kill somebody I mean, oh, sorry Cynthia I didn't mean it. You're so funny I was only joking You're so, I know Chris you're so funny I was joking. Is Benoit French Canadian or is he just Canadian? Pat, there's your little um, Jimmy on the stairs there, Pat. Hi, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. Come over here. Bonsoir, Jimmy. Smash! What are you doing? Clean up that mess. Clean up. 
Chris, come here, Jimmy. Don't be scared. I spend most of my time playing quietly in, in case Dad punches Mum again. Oh, I'm oh. so sorry for hitting you straight away. I didn't mean That's to hit you first thing. Oh. Pat, your, your son's got such a Just manly love voice. Taps. Then love taps. Pat. You can be quiet too. I'll give you one to smash. Pat. How do you feel about the fact your husband's just smacked you in the face and your son's manly voice? It's just, it's just love slaps. It's Look, I just, sometimes I get really angry and people really annoy me, my own family sometimes, you know. But then I watch TV, I chill out and watch TV and it's all fine. I can only see this leading to disaster, you two. No, no, it'll be fine. I just look, I flap the hand a little bit, I give him a little love tap and that is it. And I sit down and watch TV and it's all fine, isn't it, family? Isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, see, they're fine. It's all, it's all okay. It's all fine. Nothing is wrong, see? We need to get a bit more plaster in to fix all these holes in the walls, Dad. You, 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 you why don't you do it? You annoying little shit. I do the wrestling. I, I break my back every day doing wrestling to earn money for you, to put food on the table. I'm... Pat, I'm going to leave because Chris Benoit's accent's just changed. Yes, Cynthia, you should, you should leave. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so I'm going to walk out of this. Get out. I'm going to walk out of this improv now and back into reality. You guys can carry on if you want. Uh, hurry up, get your cock out. We can end this improv. I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to kill my family. As it says in the Bible, uh, I'm out. Was, was he? Was he? Was he French? It's just he sounded French. Benoit, I'd, but. Uh, he might know. have been. He might have been from Canada. There's loads of Canadian. French Canadian. I just went by the name. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's favour remembered particularly for his accent now. I think his legacy. <laughs> it will be now if anyone ever listens to this podcast. <laughs> Please listen. <laughs> There's actually the best one though. The, well, not the best one. Um, like an unexpected piece of gold when I was just looking at these. Like deaths and stuff, was a guy called Le Parker too, and he took on this persona in the nineties and had a long running feud against Le Parker. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? He's literally the same, just the same. He just did the same thing. So obviously the bloke was pissed off, so they just had a long running feud. Anyway, he died in two thousand nineteen from di- doing a like a dive off the off the the ring and just hit, hit it straight up to the concrete instantly paralysed and they died in hospital with his injuries Ooh. absolutely awful um, but I was like 2019 he was born in 66 so how old would that make him and he thought he could do a like a <laughs> swan and dive 54 no when was this yeah, yeah. about that were you you jo- Johnny, will you still be doing swan and dives it when you're really the, 54? It wasn't really the dive you had a problem with, was it? It was the uh, the contact with the floor afterwards. That's, that's, oh, a, that's a good. I've heard yeah. that one before. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of heights. <laughs> it's, it's it's smashing my skull into the, the floor when I fall from the height and then smashing my head into the floor. Ah. That's what I'm scared of. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good. That's one. a good one. What the oh, oh, and another one who died, which you will know, um, was Animal from the Road Warrior, uh, from Legion of Doom. You know the Road. Oh Warrior. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were the best night tag team to play. I'm uh, a Legion of Doom. Well, Big Daddy died, didn't he? Yeah, I thought wrestlers Last like gods. I thought wrestlers live forever. Yeah, they're immortal like gods, and they never leave me giant. And they moved us around, and they they moved thick American rooms around like. Pawns. I'd move heaven and earth for you, Big Daddy. 
I look up to you. Thank you for telling me to eat bird's eye fish fingers, Big Daddy. I stick one up my bum every day, just for you, giant haystacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. The thing with Big Daddy and giant haystacks is they also sound like porno names, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the ones I watch. Who's your Big Daddy? Do you, do you watch ITV World so of Sport Porn? I did a bit of a, a deep dive myself to segue in from that last wrestler's death. Are you lot familiar with the uh, IRL streamers? Yeah. People like uh, Ice Poseidon. In real life streamers. And that's how, and then, yeah, yeah. But they all seem to come to like um, either have mental breakdowns or um, go into severe de- depression. There was a famous one called Ice Poseidon and he got, was it Andy Melikanakis, whatever? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they got him involved, and then every other bloke that got involved, they called him a different Andy, like Asian Andy. That's right, I remember Asian was, Andy. Uh, oh, Sam Pepper was one of them as well. Yeah, for Big Brother. But I was just, what, I'll cut to the chase. They had one called Arabic Andy, and you know when they used to walk around with like a speaker on, and then people would watch them and then donate money, and if you donated money, you could say and you could send a sound to the speaker. Yeah, and it play it out so loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ascended into like, everyone edgelording, like saying, swear I've got a bomb. He got stopped by a, a policeman and then he kept dropping the end bomb while he was trying to talk to this policeman. Yeah. But the uh, Arabic Andy one, because they, they all used to like follow each other to try and get as part of this Ice Poseidon crew. So Arabic Andy put the speaker on and started walking through a university and he went walked into a room where these people were having a meeting. And someone donated and did big warning. This will this package will explode and did a countdown, <laughs> and everyone ran out the university. Um, and then he just like wand- he wandered off after that had happened. And um, he was in the street with play. They were playing loud rock music, and all these police turned up with guns and that. Long story short, he went to prison for three years. Fucking hell! What? Yeah. Really? Because that's funny you say that. I've seen videos of him doing that one a few times. The bomb one. Asian yeah. Andy did it a couple of times. It would just be like a sound effect. They just put four dollars and play it. But... Yeah, yeah. But they um, they all seem to come to sort of tragic ends, really. Because that's why they don't really do in real life streaming anymore. I thought you were going to say like, like and they all ran out and then he and he rummaged through their pockets. So they left all their, their their jackets on the hooks and then he went rummaged through their pockets, stole all the computers. Well, then at least then he would have earned his his prison time then properly, wouldn't he? Earned his key. Yeah. So we've got a new segment this week called Ideas and That. For example, a fishing show with someone that talks like Sean Connery called It's Getting Tench. Or fly fishing. Or take a piece of clothing off. You've got nothing to say, you've got to take a light of clothing off. Or fill the space. Fill the space or fill the space. That's why Greg's completely naked. (laughs) Before you even... Is each sock... Is each sock... A separate item, or do you have to take both socks off at the same time? I think I just go top half, bottom half, <laughs> straight in. No mess. <laughs> too too much. That's about strip tees. You may as well. Not strip tees. They're strip poker. If you fancy the the person you're playing with, just fucking get undressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you say you fancy one. <laughs> Turn the Skype video off. <laughs> <laughs> What, so you can start jacking it up? It's alright, I've, so- right. I've got a sock on my cock. <laughs> oh dear. It um, wasn't for this, it's just stuck on there. Right, so this, let's, do, let's do the, the thing that I wanted to do. The, uh, 
I heard a good thing this week. It's I heard a good, it's the, this guy went, um, <coughs> why do you feel more naked with just your shoes on than you do if you're fully naked? And I, as soon as I imagined that, I was like, you do, don't you? What's that? If you're naked and you put your shoes on, you mean, yeah. You feel more naked than if you're not wearing your shoes. Yeah, if you were just... Yeah. Bit of a coffee if on you're there, just there with your shoes on, or if you stood there with your naked... If you see a guy who's naked, you go, oh, that's a naked dude. Yeah, but if they're wearing if shoes, it looks extra weird. shoes on, you'll go, that guy's got no clothes on. Yeah, yeah. That's why That's why it's extra good, like, fucking a bird, like, if she's, like, just wearing high heels or something, and they're naked. Gross. It's extra... She, well, obviously, she's a bit... She's elevated a bit higher as well, so she, it's better for stand-up. You know, a bit of stand-up action. Well, I'm a tall man, so it saves me, like kneeling down sort of thing but yeah it makes extra because I remember I remember that my, uh, there's an album cover that it's like one of those early things I remember like like wanking off to when I was like a teenager it was like an album cover and it was like an 80s album cover it's like an LP like one of my dad's old LPs and like a bird in high heels she's naked would you say Christopher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a or Christopher White Label. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she's had like yeah, high heels and, and was naked, but like I found that extra like yeah, she was extra naked because she's wearing high heels and nothing. Or a Z top album. <laughs> yeah. She was very easy top esque. I'm sure it had a red sports car in it and but yeah. It's a mot. <laughs> Quite well kempt, I think, for an eighties an eighties vag. Is Johnny there? Yeah. Right. Oh. So yeah, cave. Okay, right. This is the segment. So I well, every time I go, fucking every time it goes quiet, I go right. I go to the segment. Then everyone's got something to say. Go on then. Mummy, you're going to be fighting again. <laughs> well, you can, can yours, yours, I know what yours is. Mine is um a new episode of a slice of life. Oh. Darren's got. A, are you quiet? You gone quiet, Chris? Can I hear you? Mm. Here what? we go, people. Yeah, so I'll introduce it. Grilla glue woman. What? What grilla glue woman? What the fuck? The, woman, the, uh, the social influencer in America that sprayed her hair with Gorilla Glue. What'd you do that for? So because if everyone could just say this stuff instead of, like, instead of going quiet for ages, say all this shit in one hit, like, it doesn't matter. We can edit it, but like, yeah. So I could well, say... She, gorilla Glue is, the, is like the equivalent of super glue, isn't it? So she, just, she had not have hairspray because she wanted to soci- socially influence. Um, she, she used Gorilla Glue as hairspray. And now she's got to have it surgically removed. Grilla splat. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she can't even... Yeah, I saw. She couldn't even wash it out, but she can't cut it because it's hard and like... Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. It? So it has to yeah, be surgical. It. Can't she just let it grow out? Let it grow, let it grow. Can't she just let it grow out? <laughs> You're going to love my... Um, I have got a few things to talk about this week, right. so... Um, we're going to start with the improv, or we'll do your... Google thing. What does Google know about you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's introduce that. that. <clears throat> this week's Greg's got a great seggy. Uh, he's going to call it, what does Google know about you? It's so simple. It's a new story. You know your phone. You just swipe left and it's got all your, your things, your stories that are meant to be catered towards you. Because Google's always listening to you and, you know, and spying on you and what have you. So I'm going to swipe right. I'm just going to scroll through it quickly. It's just a quick thing, really. Unless any of them are like actual talking points anyone's got anything to say about them. But here we go. There we go. This is quite good. Uh, I see one already. It's been updated because I looked at it yesterday and it was different. Uh, so first, my first story is Stolen CD Project Red Files reportedly now, now sold after dark web auction. 
IGN. I don't, that doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, it's, it's IGN, it's computer game stuff. But that's not really that interesting. Next one, Joe Pesci's 10 best films ranked in order of greatness. On Joe Pesci's 78th birthday, we take a look at his 10 best films, Raging from Raging Bull, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I thought it was him ranking but films. Can we guess? Can we guess? Like, different numbers? Like, yes. Not number one or anything, because number one, people are going to say something like Goodfellas or all around. Yeah, there, okay, yeah. Home Alone's got to be third. <laughs> um, yeah. My Cousin Vinny has got to be up there. Vinny, I, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, that'll be fifth. Why? okay. Casino. That is fucking... What Casino would be two, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Ten. So, that was a good one. so what what, what are you saying? So what what movies are you saying at what place? Okay, I'm I'm just going. I'm going to number one. So number this one's is, number one's obvious. Done. Number one's obvious because it's what you got his Oscar for. So it's obviously going to be Goodfellas. So I'm just gonna just gonna tell you that. But let's 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 let's, let's look at the others. Number two's Casino. No. No, There's another. It's not. Well, in your in your opinion, you say it is. Okay, so you you. <laughs> You reckon it should be Casino, yeah? What do you reckon? I reckon, well, I reckon Casino, I reckon he's better in Casino than, but he's, he's pretty much playing the same part as he is in, in Goodfellas, but ramped up a lot, like a bit more. So, but they've, they've got, so do you want to know what's at number two? Well, not, what's that film where Joe Pesci walks in the door and he goes, hey, who's all of this in here? I'm going <laughs> to fucking fuck you up. Boy, you are <laughs> fucking dead. When he's playing Carlos, no, he's playing a young Carlos, and he's got a shot. Goes click, let me know. He goes click, click, bang, bang, bang. You're lucky there's no bullets in that gun. What film's that? That's shot O'Copley. That's shot O'Copley in um, in District Nine. Oh, was it? <laughs> I don't know. Was that South African you were doing there? No, no, um, Joe Peshke. <laughs> Joe Peshke. Joe Pashkai. <laughs> Joe Little Cunt Key, Joe Cunt Face. So what film do you think of his is at number two? So it's not... So, okay, number three... Uh, okay, I'll should, 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 should I run them down and we'll, and we'll see whether we agree or not. Actually, so wait, wait, what did you say about... Um, what did you say, Home Alone? I said Home Alone at three, Chris. Uh, yeah, so we'll edit that a bit about... What, where, where did you say for Home Alone, Chris? Which is directed by Chris Columbus. You said three, didn't you? It actually came in at number five of his... His top ten films, so yeah, that wasn't that wasn't far off. Uh, Casinos at number six. Uh, we got my cousin Vinny at number seven. Raging Bull. Uh, Raging Bull was at number two. Raging Bull's number two because I think he got did he get nominated for that possibly. Obviously, De Niro got the Oscar for best actor, but I think he might have got nominated for that as well. Um, yeah, then we got my cousin Vinny. We got JFK at number eight because uh, he plays fucking. Who's he playing that? He plays a weird gay guy, doesn't he? Uh, da, 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 da. My favourite Joe Pesci quote is when he goes, "Fuck you, you fucking fuck, fuck you." I've got a fuck you. I've got a fuck you. Greg's flailing a bit here with this no, segment. Uh, with this, so, no, this is yeah. the only one I haven't. This is the only one I haven't seen. Greg, I, don't, I don't know. About. He's going to fight to the end. Shut up, you prick. Definitely. Let him fr- let him uh, string him out. You've got him on the rack. Let him die. You guys be going. But I can bang it in with a better segment and give you. Shut up, you mum. Fifty of Martin Scorsese's favourite movies. Oh yeah, mine anyway. And it's the same thing anyway. No film talk. Carry on, Greg. Yeah, no, number nine is with honours. I've not, I've, I've not seen that, and I don't know about it. Do you know about that? Nineteen ninety-four. No, I Alec, don't. Directed by Alec Kashishian. Film guy. 
In a heartwarming yet cliched tale, an honours student named Monty Kessler rooms with three other students while working hard on his thesis at Harvard. One night he loses his thesis and sues a homeless man named Simon for it. <sighs> Soon the two strike up an unlikely friendship and quickly grow comfortable with each other. However, Monty's disgruntled roommate poses a threat to their relationship, as does time, which is ticking away with the deadline for the thesis nearing a Monty... Yeah, sounds a bit... Let's do an improv of it. <laughs> Let's improv that. I've already forgot what it was about. Oh, I was, I, I why don't you do a deep dive on the actors while you're looking up this list? No, Just not, keep going no, deeper and deeper. No, some things aren't worth improving. Lethal Weapon 2... As a thingy Leo gets. Whatever. So what was his segment it's number about 10. originally? Oh no, sorry. People's Google my... News. What is... the fuck? It was going through. My... Yeah, exactly. So I said, if it leads onto something, that's the whole point. That's what happens with podcasts. Like, if it leads onto something, well, it fucking it didn't. You forced it. No, I didn't force it. I said it was something that I was interested in. I read out, and they were interested in as well. He said, I reckon it's Home Alone. Why do you? You, you like films? Yeah, as well. and it you're, lasted. You're, like... you're like, see, like, I, 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 I mean, you're just all about what your fucking segment is or whatever the fuck you want to do. You don't. You're not very. You can read some other stories. Move on to the next one. Anyway, right? Yeah, please. I think it's because you both have smoked some weed, and you have poor short-term memory. And sometimes you'll think he's been talking for ages, and he's actually not been. Yeah, no, I haven't at all. And you'll. No, it's only him who does that. It's only him him who does that. It's him who tries to cut everyone off. Yeah, you're saying that, aren't you? And it seems like fucking ages. Chris, you're saying is it me that thinks that he's been talking for ages? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah? You're the only one trying yeah. to cut me off, you cunt. Well, Johnny, can you please put your camera on? I need to see your eyes for this. Yeah, Johnny. So you're looking at that stupid Instagram I can't see you. Instagram I just see your face. It's that stupid Instagram photo. He hasn't been talking for as long as he did telling about... How the fucking fast food. Donald's. Yeah, exactly. I listened to that back. I was like, oh, Jesus, that did go... Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> stories. Okay, Joe, we've, we've been through them all. We've, we've ranked them. There's one that we haven't heard of, and it doesn't sound that good anyway, but yeah, we're not going to do an improv of it. Okay, next one. You actually sent me this. Gina Carano, act, actress, acts from The Mandalorian after abhorrent social media post about Nazis and loads of other stuff. So she's a racist, stupid bitch, and she looks like a rugby player, and she's and a man, so she's yeah, she's a bit much. They, they should get someone else in who's not so manly for that character anyway. Can I just add, my mate who listens to this podcast fancies her. Oh, does he? Oh, well. That's for him. Cool. <laughs> he, he wants to fuck a man. No, I mean, no, she does. She looks. I mean, her face. Big shout I, out. She'll if, give you a good Andy. If, if, if I fuck a man, Andy. If I fuck a man, Andy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a gay farmer's handy. A gay farmer's handy. <laughs> it's like, like it'd be like me doing it with two hands. <laughs> be like a gay farmer. A big gay farmer. Uh, right. So yeah, Gina Carano. Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, if I had to fuck. Uh, a, a big strong lass. I forgot. Who looks like a rugby player? Then I mean, she's. Yeah, I mean, she. I can't think of many. So she. Yeah, so she, she'd be up there. Right. I'll give you my right. Google sidebar now. Whoa, 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 whoa! UK's largest electric bike shop opens in Edinburgh today. So that's obviously ga- electric bikes. It knows he likes electric bikes. The seven best mirrorless cameras, 2021, yeah. full frame APS-C. Oh, oh, that's been delivery. Delivery. oh, talking of Amazon, Greg's just got a delivery from Amazon for some new blades for his drone, which means we can move on to talk about something else. He's now gone. So don't be afraid. Turn your mics back on. Whew, Chris, help us out. Did, uh, did anyone do anything special for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I made a bowl of chilli popcorn and settled down to watch those. So you're going to say you made a bowl of soup. No, a bowl of chilli popcorn and settle down to watch those great, great ads. I've got my new drone blades. Yeah, we don't care. Look, that's a live Amazon delivery. Wow, that's crazy. Is it, Jeff Bezos? it was Jeff Bezos. 
Okay, um, what was my next subject? Sorry, looks like Star oh, Wars. Sorry, Johnny started talking about something else. Oh, no, yeah, that no, doesn't matter. Johnny's yeah, moved on to something else. Yeah, no, you can't do that. We, we kept going back to him, so we're going to come back to me now. Right. But it was really good. Looks we were like, having a really good conversation. Like, what, in that saying. two seconds I went to the fucking door? Fuck off, you can't. Right. Uh, I can't hear you, Chris. Looks Chris, like you're s- mute. Chris, you're muted. Yeah, just... You've got the opportunity, Barry, just to interview a guy who's just had a package delivered. Like, this is... No one's probably... He doesn't give a fuck about what I've got to say. This close to... Well, he doesn't... Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. That's Chris. a good point, actually. I think, I think Chris has got a point. I think if you interview, I doubt many podcasts have ever interviewed someone that's just received a package. Like, just. So, how does it just feel? Just live. <laughs> What's in it, man? Open it up live. Do a live opening. How do you feel? How do you feel? Yeah. Here we I go. Feel quite blessed feel? It, Near the, the, the package mic, came. Sound effects. No, it's real. I feel quite blessed that the package came on the podcast. I knew it was coming. YouTube are popular, aren't they? But it's not often done. Through the medium of sound. It's testament to the age we live in that I could order these blades for my drone earlier today and they came on the same day. A little white box, uh, a set of two drones. Like low noise propellers. Ooh. I assume they're exact, actually exactly the same as the ones I had. They're making out there are special blades, but I think they're exactly the same. But it's good to have some spare ones. And I think the reason why it crashed the other day when I was doing that fast shot it's probably just because it's cold but also the front, the front propeller when I crashed it into, when I chopped off my finger or nearly chopped off my finger um, you, I think that you, fucked up the front propeller did you get low blade propellers so when you're outside windows it doesn't make as much noise yeah when I'm peeping my top peeping with my tongue so Johnny what have you been up to this week oh we're going through that again what the ground up day I said I've been back on my chest working on my openings I've got the Sicilian uh, down quite well and uh, been moving my pawns about oh yeah you see you've been playing chess getting back into the uh, old game yeah, yeah. you've been playing you playing with the old boys this is fucking just no I've been playing online at the moment but I got the board, a board out I got as a gift and it's it's wrapped in a newspaper from 1992 so that's the last time I've played ok right we'll edit that cut it out put it around somewhere whatever Looks like Star Wars Republic. I'm going to keep going with this, so I'm going to sabotage the whole podcast. We either, we either, we either do, we get out of the way, or I'll, I'll just sabotage everything you're doing. So, yeah. Well, no, I won't sabotage it. I'll try. I'll get involved with it, but I'll, I'm still going to keep coming back to this. Trouble is, so if you're reading out news articles, it's not, I'm just. I'm literally just reading out my article. Like, yeah, just, you're just reading that news article and just seeing whether they do apply to me or not. That's oh, it. just the headlines. Yeah. If, oh, there's one, if there's one that's interesting, then we go into it. Like I said, like. Yeah, but it's like a natural like, I'll just read your fucking gay shit out of them. What have you got? Load of shit. Short horror story. Shit. Barry, you've got Mine's going to say something I told you about. Graham. You've got to let him get it out of his Chris, system. Interview the phone. Oh, fuck it. I'm trying to put a little bit of form. I'm trying to get in. He's like, why are you putting things in the group? That's why I don't put anything in the group. You try and fucking do something. You try and do a bit. And it's like, no, crack all that. That's why I'll just stick to doing what I do and just fucking ad-libbing on whatever the fucking shit bullshit you come up with. And then the podcast will remain fucking shit because there's no structure to it whatsoever. <coughs> and I can't be bothered. Yeah. And that was Greg's tantrum. <laughs> uh, Luke chapter four, book one. I don't, Barry, interview him. I don't think a podcast ever interviewed anyone have a, after having a tantrum as quick <laughs> as we can do it now. So, Greg. <laughs> You've just blown Greg, a top, is this blown a fuse. Is, is this what it's like round your house on Christmas morning? <laughs> when you've opened your thousands of presents and then you just have a... Thing? It would have been if it wasn't for fucking Covid! And I got my fucking drone on time, mummy! Sorry about the... 
crackling cans there, listeners. Um, and thankfully, Greg's gone, so we can have a nice relaxing chat now. So, um, Johnny or Chris, got anything to say? Or anything you want did to you ask watch, me? Um, did you watch Trump's um, opening defence? Uh, yeah, well, the guy talks about whirlwinds. Is that the one? Well, no, well, he, he, he turned up and said, uh, I'm here for the prosecution. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, his counsel. Yeah, I saw that. Trump's lawyer. That um, Trump sued that guy, apparently, like a year before. So if I was his lawyer and I only had a week preparation, I'd probably turn up and fuck it all up as well if he tried to sue me. That, that bloke's, um, I think it's his cousin, is also a lawyer. And he was, I don't know if you remember, famously turned up to a hearing with all his papers in a shopping bag rather than the more traditional briefcase. Like from Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you what other news we haven't discussed. Brannigan's roast beef. What? Well, they're back. Brannigan's roast beef crisps. What? The uh, um, they got a picture of Captain Tom on the packet. <laughs> Who's Captain <laughs> Tom? I've forgotten all about him. It's all about Jackie Weaver now. Everyone's forgotten about Captain Brannig- Tom. They stopped making Brannigan's roast beef, didn't they? And there's like a, on eBay, there's a box of them for ninety nine quid. Whew. Yeah, they're expensive. They're selling them individually for three quid. Worth it. Only Arabs can eat them, and they don't go in pubs, so they just never get <clears throat> eaten. Never get the chance. Well, I, was, I went to speak to the, uh, the the news agent and ask if they had any. And he said they don't. They haven't been getting them in for ages because people don't buy them. But I think we were speaking before and said that you only need one packet of Brannigans every five years, and you can still taste them, can't you? Just good value. Well, he said that he would find out if they still sell them at the wholesalers. But he said he's got a copy of the last ever Playboy for twenty quid, and you can sell that online for seventy-five. But I thought that sounded like a con. What were the other flavours of Brannigan's? Was it just mustard and beef? Were there other flavours? There was a chicken, roast chicken one, I think. Prawn. I remember prawn cocktail was really nice. It was ham. It was ham and mustard, was it? They did mustard. that le- limited edition um, feathery dog shit. No, so was it beef they? and mustard? Was it ham and something else? There was a smoked ham and something. I don't know. It was dog shit and feathers. <sighs> Any anyone got any um, further? Ah! Anyone got any further memories or um, stuff they'd like to say about Brannigan's crisps? Or can I move on to something else? That's when I moved to Spain. That was one of the things I asked to be brought over or sent to me. Brannigan's um, roast beef and mustard, uh, Walker's roast chicken, and Ribena. That was my three things that I'd have sent to me. But Ribena's changed, didn't it? That's it. So yes, yeah, not. Um, I don't think they put as much sugar in it. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So last week, Greg, we. So is Greg not responding? Is Craig not responding? No, no. I've got nothing to say to that. Like, I like think... a coma victim. <laughs> He's not no. responding. What do you say no, to that? I don't. I don't know what to say. He doesn't know what to say. I don't to say. I don't, we need to start engaging with each other. I think. I. I. I mean, <laughs> my bit may have been. 
It may have been boring you, Barry, but at least I, I was going to rattle it off quite quickly. It wasn't like, I don't know, I, I was well, trying to engage No one else people. had a chance to read any of their Google search. I know they didn't, because you ended the same, you stopped me I from just, doing mine, so you didn't, give, you didn't give any of it. Yeah. I, I, I was quite intrigued to see what your story said. I wanted to finish mine, and then hear the end of, and then hear all the guys' stories. But then you thought you had something better to say, and then mine you are, didn't. You had like you had nothing to say. And then mine all Nazi some, stuff. That was shit. And, then, like, and then I can't engage in the shit that you because you cut me off. So that's you know I mean I can't engage in anything you're you lot are saying now because you cut me off. It's my my stories are Nazi stuff and anti-homosexual yeah. stuff. And things so like unless that. it's really good what you've got to say, then I, I'm not gonna. So that, at least now I know I've started, it's like I'm not forcing it now. But normally, I guess I'm forcing okay, it. Okay. So, Oi. so do something funny, okay, and I'll well. get all interesting, and I'll engage with it. Because obviously, whatever I was doing, you weren't engaging with it and didn't want to do. You shut it down. So, so you've got to do something that engages me. Sorry. Screech from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yes, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Forty-four. Eh? Thirty-four. Forty-four. Oh, forty-four. Yeah, no, I was gonna say yeah. He's, well, yeah, forty. Yeah, same same age, same age as uh, same really? age as you guys. Same age as you. Well, no, he's a bit older than me. Bit older than me. Same age as uh, as Barry and Chris. <clears throat> when you start hearing about people dying, but, yeah. Like, he, what's, what oh, sorry. He, sorry. What, what did he, I forget? What oh, did he, you're not gonna let me finish. What did he die of? No, you know, you're jumping in again. I don't Chris, know. Chris brought um, something I'm interesting just up. Would it be ironic uh, irony if the couldn't screech to save himself, so God. someone was coming to get him. <laughs> it was, so like, it was throat related. And that's how he died. Yeah. And you get that bloody character. I used to screech. Oh no, sorry, oh. Greg, you're trying to talk. Oh, sorry, sorry um, you're worst. both talking at the same time, so I can't really hear. I was going to say something as well, but you stopped me. But What? <laughs> sorry, Chris, what were you saying? He did celebrity boxing as well, didn't he? For a bit. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and Big Brother. It wasn't, ironically enough, he didn't have a very good chin. He did big. He did Big Brother over here as well. Are you going to miss him? Nah. Is that because you didn't know him? You put your numbers in there. Yeah. I, I think it's very sad though, and especially well, and it's just scary, isn't it? Because he is. Well, well, it's scary because he's the same age as you, and it sort of makes <laughs> you think that. Well, you never know that you know. And. Did you hear, see how he looked? I mean, he looked proper hench at the end of his life. Like, like he did he? You look like Greg. Yeah, you look like Greg. That's what I was thinking. Hair. I always think you it know, was every time I hear every time I hear about another celebrity dying, I just think more pussy for me. Ugh. Yuck. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to this next part called Manahoy. We had some people wrote in last week, and they said. Uh, Barry, I love the real life story. I loved all the little sound effects and everything, but it was a little bit too long. So have you got anything else that's a little bit more lighthearted and slightly shorter and doesn't go on and on? And I got my thinking head to the cap, uh, foot to the metal, and thought, yes, I have. Has anyone got any big plans for Valentine's Day? Funny you should say that. That's what this story is all about, Valentine's Day, and a romantic tale called Manahoy. Trapped on a cruise ship, Bethany jumped in at the deep end alright, and I promise you this is not a long story. Dog tired, I pushed the slap up dinner round my plate. Happy Valentine's, the guy I was dating smiled. We both knew it was nothing serious. After all, in a few weeks I'd be off performing on the cruise ship for seven months, sailing around the Caribbean and the Med. I'd spent ten hours that day last February, rehearsing hard. You sure Covid-19 won't impact us? I worried to the entertainment agency with the news of the virus spreading through China. 
Should be fine, they insisted. Phew. A trained actor with a passion for travel, I'd done several stints on the seas and loved life aboard. I wasn't keen for anything to anchor me down. It probably won't work out, I explained to my date before I flew to Jamaica to board the ship in early March. But is what? It... <laughs> March? So I've, I've lost track of the story. But as it sailed, Does the it news grew scarier. Covid came even closer. Unsafe to continue on the 17th of March, the thousands of passengers were disembarked back in Jamaica. Our staff, 700 or so, were stuck on board sailing aimlessly. All we had was limited internet, enough food to sink the ship, the wide open sea and the fancy facilities. Might as well make the most of it, I reasoned, heading up on board, heading up to the onboard pool to sun myself in the tropical heat. One day, I was waiting for the lift when one of the barmen walked by. He doubled back and shyly asked, can I have your Instagram? Smiling at this handsome stranger, I agreed. Days on, days on, 28-year-old Belarusian Max Volkuk invited me to do a jigsaw with him in the cafe area. With nothing but time, we talked for hours every day with these tiny pieces, and quickly me and Max slotted together too. Within days, I was falling for him. I want to make this. Wo- I, I want to make this work. Max confessed. Now that would be good because he's Belarusian. So I do. I want to make this work. Usually Max is. Okay. I want to make this work. Max confessed in early April. I want to make this work. We spent every minute together. Watching- I'm drink your blood. We spent every minute together, watching films in the onboard cinema, sharing meals, or just reading side by side. When we were finally allowed to disembark in Southampton, you have to read. When we were finally allowed to disembark in Southampton late April, we were both in bits. The next month, I flew over to Belarus for four weeks with Max meeting his family, and I came back with extra baggage, baby on board. Haha! I knocked her up. Real good. It was fast. Big Belarusian baby. But we were delighted, and Max proposed over dinner at a tapas restaurant in September. Will you marry me and eat this delicious tapas? <laughs> Our baby girl is due at the end of the month, and now back in Belarus, Max is hoping to come over for the birth. This Valentine's will be a quiet one, but what's new? Our relationship has been built on nights in and jigsaws. Through the 38-week pregnant, though at 38 weeks, though, <clears throat> though at 38 weeks pregnant, life will, will soon be full steam ahead. Max 29 says, here you go, you can read Max. There is a proverb in Russian. Love at first sight. This is how I felt when I first saw Bethany. I just needed some kind of push. A sign from the universe. Then we went into lockdown. Up to two grand, what? So that was this week's story <laughs> from Real Life Magazine. Oh, is that it? Oh. I hope you enjoyed a, that, everybody. The other one did probably go on a bit long. <laughs> the Brandon one. There are, yeah. there are quite a lot of really cheap deals on cruise holidays at the moment, aren't there? You'd want to get one now, not wait till this is over, because they'll be more expensive. Yeah. But then again, there'll probably be less people wanting to go on them. Well, yeah. Less people being able to go on them, because... What, giant metal <sighs> Petri dish tombs? So I was, I was looking at... I was watching this programme the other day. You could put the Love Boat music on there if you wanted. Could do, yeah. I, know, I probably will do, if, if we carry on talking about... Something to think, something to think about while you're having, finishing off on the sort of tail end of your sulk. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I was just, just going to engage you then in a the conversation. I noticed but that you didn't... We can't get around to it, can we? We can't get around to actually having a conversation with each other. 
Oh, back up. The old salt by a rhythm. I was about to say, you said about cruise ships. I was going to say something. That's how conversations work. Like, oh, cruise ships. Yeah, say I was watching the other day about cruise ships. Say it then. Instead of having a tantrum. Well, no, it's because you were going like, oh, you can put love boat. There's no need to say that. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me that after. Like, yeah. I've also got to edit that out. Unless I put the music in whilst you're talking about it. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. But anyway, you might have seen it as well. Have you seen, I can't remember what it's called now, there's something of the seas, the, the spirit of the seas, salt of the seas, anyway, the biggest, spirit of the seas, spirit of the seas yeah, the, the biggest cruise ship in the world, and it was like, it was on it was one of those Channel 5, it wasn't Channel 5, it was Channel 4, I think, actually, but anyway, it's fucking massive, like a billion pound ship, and it's got like a thousand, thousand square feet of, like, refrigerator space, like, alone, they have to get special French abseilers in to clean the chandeliers and stuff, and everyone goes out there to watch them. It's fucking yeah, it's insane. French, but I was looking at that, and I was like, I know cruises. French of chandelier cleaners. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. Have to. Be. Oh, only, only we, only me and Cecil can clean this chandelier. Sounds like that wrestler. So that's yeah, that'd be a good improv. See, that'd be a good improv. Like uh, the, the the crew on a on the billion pound. Let's do it. Billion pound ship. This week's well, new. Chris Benoit didn't actually kill himself. He hid away on a cruise ship cleaning chandeliers. <laughs> <laughs> I will never be back in the eyes of the people. They will never find me here. I'll take out my egg on the chandelier. Smash, smash! Oh no. Um, he probably would have survived if Uncle Albert and um, Rodney were standing under the other one. But it's crazy, they've got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, they've got these. Uh, they've got these fucking high wire acts and stuff like It's just fucking huge, this ship. It is like a city on, on the water. It's crazy. It's like loads of stories high. But I was thinking, I know this meant to be like an old granny thing, to do, like an old person thing to do, but I would actually like to go on that. Like just, just out of interest, just to, just to wander around it and just see how it fucking, I don't know, it'd be fun. I did go on that educational cruise when I was 14 and it was actually quite, it was, it was quite a good laugh. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, you get a job. Huh? Get I could see him as a master seaman. <laughs> I could definitely see master you in, in entertainments. Entertaining the old people. Spend all my time on the poop deck. <laughs> I tell you what, let's throw in an improv. I was listening to, I was listening to the Tim Dillon podcast. I don't and, um, care about. Stop listening to other podcasts. Did, no, you are allowed to listen to them. They did a comedy. They did a comedy cruise tour where they had loads of comedians on it, and they were telling. He was he, a couple of stories stood out. Where it's one bloke, because um, they they have like a jail a jail on board these boats as well. So if you commit a crime on on the boat they put you in there to get back to port one bloke pushed his wife off they saw the footage, video footage afterwards he pushed his wife off the side of the boat <laughs> for the cruise ship so that's basically uh, fucked yeah. and then he went straight into the disco <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's probably in shock but the other one he said about this this bloke tried to kill himself and he threw himself overboard um but they saw him and hooked him back out so man, you've got but you imagine you've then got to stay on the cruise ship yeah, but everyone knows you tried to kill yourself. Uh, yeah. So you're like going into the buffet and everyone's like pointing at you. <laughs> I think that'd probably be the least of problems. Ever. I think you would worry about that. Yeah. But talking about um, funny stories on the Tim Dillon about cruises, I was thinking this week about, oh, I wonder what it would be like if um, Greg worked on a cruise ship, Spirit of the Seas, and us three were old people and he was serving us at dinner and he walked over to our table. Then I thought... What a great opportunity to do an improv called Spirit of the Seas. It's kind of like a spin-off of Slice of Life, but totally separate because it's a bit more highbrow. So my name is Lord Montjack, 
Uh, I'm king of the cheese firm, Montjack's Cheese. Chris's name is Lady Azabeth, and she is one of the Azabeth. 15th in line Why to the royal family. Why am I always woman? Because <laughs> you look like a fucking woman, all right. And Azabeth. Some people always come out on top. Because you're a faggot, all right. And as, 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 Johnny is called... This is just like rugby. <laughs> and Johnny is an older man called Bob, who's now retired. And we're all at the same table together. Just to be clear, Chris's name is Azabeth. Yeah, Lady Azabeth. That's Azabeth. Oh, I do we'll love a good now. cruise, don't you? It's lovely being here with new people. I just like meeting new people, and it's good to be back out on the seas again. Uh, you guys okay for another drink? Would you like another drink, Corey? I, I, I'm afraid I feel like I've drank too much. What's your name again, fellow? Ah, Lord Iqbal. Lord Iqbal. <laughs> you can uh, call me Icky. The finest Jewish sailor <laughs> to have ever sailed the seas. It's uh, strange, isn't it? You didn't go into finance or commerce, did you? Or lawyer or... Anything what? like that, that you became a ship's captain? Uh, well, I always, it was one of my dreams for a long time ago, ever since I was a child, and it's just lovely to be here with you as the captain of this ship and be able to give people jobs and help, and it's something I've always wanted to do. You say you're in business, Bob. Yeah, I made all my money in Windows. Oh, interesting, interesting. Very good. Uh, so are you okay, what, right, Bob? What you're pain's okay? the name. Pain by name. Pain by nature. Are you still in Windows, Bob, or are you retired now? Oh, I'm out of it now. I left it. To, I left the firm to the kids. Lady, you sure you wouldn't like another drink? Your glass looks like it needs topping up. There, you sure you want another drink? Yeah, go on then. Go on. Yes. Uh, I'll call over. Uh, excuse me, sir. And, uh, excuse me, boy. I am. I am Squiffy, Lord Iqbal. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's this fellow here? This is Bob, and this is Bob. All right. Bob. You want a drink? Oh, sorry. I'll get you a drink. No problem. What do you want, old fella? Bob? Drink. Old fella? Bob? Do you want a drink, mate? Uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a pint of bitter, please. Pint of bitter. What the rest do you want? Uh... I'll have just a Coca-Cola, please. All right, I'll be back in a sec. Uh, lady, ask you not hey, ask wait a minute. the lady what she wants. Oh, sorry, uh, what's, sorry. What do you want, dear? Can I have a glass of Grandma's Sneak? Grandma's Sneak, what the fuck's that? Please, young man! Oh, sorry, I'm not going to swear the job. I've been told about that before. Uh, we'll All right, uh, can we have words later? Uh, okay, I'll just go and get the drinks and uh, I'll be back in a minute. I'm sorry about that, Lady Asquith. I don't know what's come over. And I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about the swearing. I've been told before. I know, I know. I'm sorry about that. Okay, can you go? I'll just go. <laughs> go, please, boy. Go right, okay, I'll be back in a sec. Bye, bye, bye. Lady Asquith. Have you got any more of those Tomasi pans? Lady Sneak, you say? Sorry, yeah, I'll be back in a sec. Um, Lady Asquith and Bob, I'd just like to apologise for the young man there. He doesn't normally put that voice on. The like kind of Liverpudlian accent. He normally doesn't talk like that. I'm very, very sorry. I had, I had noticed, because they're understaffed, they keep making uh, all the waiters change their accent every <laughs> trip to make it look like there's more people working there. No, we don't do that, Bob. No, we don't do that. I'm just sorry about him. He's, I gave you him a chance. I get one over on me. 
We gave him a chance. I'm Bob Payne from See Through Windows, mate. Either way, they're very busy fellows. Oh, hello, I'm the head waiter. I'm very sorry about that with young him. man. Jimmy. With him, Lord Iqbal. I'm very sorry about Scouse Jimmy. Um, he swears to... We, I overheard him swearing. We've, we've, don't worry, we've taken him below deck and thrown him into the furnace and burnt him. It's okay. Uh, Scouse was there ten a penny. Don't worry. Uh, we'll find it. Anyway, awfully sorry. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. That's wonderful to have such a gentleman and such a nice, uh, strong, muscular class of man in front of us. Oh, thank you for noticing. Lady Asquith. I spend a lot of time in the gym on, the, on the Spirit of the Seas. We've got a very extended... Yeah, have you spent time in the gym? Oh. What do you think of this man's physique, Lady Asquith, the, the head ship's captain? Asbeth, I think. Lady Asbeth. I think I overheard you saying. So it's my. Well, I think I know it's Lady Elizabeth. <laughs> he's a he's a strapping man. Well, thank you, Lady. Well, well, well. Oh, you'll have to excuse me. Uh, there's an emergency come up on the ship's main deck. They're calling me up now. I'll have to leave you three. Oh yes, together. you're the captain. Obviously, uh, I've, I've got to leave you three together on the line. Uh, I'll see you later. Thank you, Captain Lord Iqbal. Oh, so goodbye, Captain Lord Iqbal. The show. What? You are. I don't know what time they're doing the chandelier show. Oh, yeah. oh I've gone. Oh, yes, the chandelier show's at nine o'clock. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, yes. We, we, use, we, we throw scousers from the chandelier. Yeah, it's, hey, it's amazing. It's me, I'm back with the drinks. We, we have a team of, we have a family of scousers. We lost hey, yeah, I come back with the drinks. <laughs> oh, oh. You want your f- drinks? Who wants these drinks? He escaped from the furnace. That's not meant to happen. French Jimmy! Could someone come and get Jimmy? He's, hey, he's, he's I've got, a, got your drinks. He's escaped from below decks from the furnace. Could somebody take... Oh, could someone... Oh, God. Who wants this bitter? Oh, he's, he's Who wants this bitter? Oh, he's all deformed. And, oh, he's hideous. He's worse than before. I mean... The, He's worse than when we, before I burnt him. Oh, look at my cock! Oh God, he's getting his cock out. He's burned. He's a hideous burnt scoundrel. He's, he's getting his cock out. Oh, it's disgusting. Lady Asquith, I'm so sorry about this. this oh, maybe I should throw myself in the furnace. I'm so sorry. There's and nothing that could be done for that. There's <laughs> knock it off. And the ship pulled into the Somebody port. Somebody come and knock it off. And everybody went their separate ways. <laughs> Oh, this is a good one. So we were doing weeks. We were talking about our week. So I thought we. Were, see, I thought we were going to do rounds and talk about actually because there wasn't much happened that way. I'm going to do my whole week, but the standout things of the week. But obviously, I've got a drone now, and I've talked about that. And you've seen photos and videos. I've started sharing um, stuff on Shutterstock today as well. For, like, after years and years of doing photography, I've only just started doing. I say so anyway, different story. But anyway, it's I've 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 looked up about cold weather and everything. It's been snowing recently, right? So. Uh, or a couple of days ago, it was snowing, and I thought, oh, what if you could take... I read somewhere, it's like, yeah, you don't want to get the batteries wet or anything on this particular drone, on the, the Mavic Air 2. It fucks up, and it's not good in cold weather. But I looked up online, it's like, can you actually fly it? And then I've seen footage of people going, yeah, you can fly it around the snow, and it's fine. I didn't take it out in the snow, but I did take it out when it was pretty fucking cold. So it's like zero or one degree or whatever. But I was over... Uh, I was going to go to the dentist, but the bu- bus is fucked up. Um, I thought it was, gonna be a, it was too cold to ride my bike, so... I was going to get a bus, but the bus didn't, wasn't there, so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll rearrange the dentist, and I'll, whilst I'm here, I'll go and do some droning in a part of town which I haven't been to before. or Because the, so, the range isn't that great in urban areas, so I thought, cool, yeah, I'll go to, I'll go to the other side of the bridge over Morrison's, whatever, near the, the college, 
f- take off from there and uh, I'll phone a friend uh, who lives nearby and get him to come out and, and wave. And I said, yeah, but they, they were going out. So I phoned them and said, oh, yeah, come out, I'm near your house and I'll do a little dry, a flyby with the drone. But they're like, no, I'm going out. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I'll do a flyby by your house anyway and I'll show you the footage later or whatever. Did that. But then their, their house is right next to the train tracks and I thought there's a shot I haven't done yet which is like just looking just looking straight down. All my shots have been of a certain like landscape shot like where the sky's in the background you've got trees sort of using the rule of thirds and all that shit. But I haven't done any of these shots where you're just looking straight down just going slowly. And I want to do like a big montage of shots to put into a video to put on my website eventually to try and get some work. You know what I mean? So anyway, I was doing this shot. I ignored the fucking return home thing. There's, it's got a beeper thing on it. It goes, return home. Like, he goes, return home. You're running out of battery, blah, blah, blah. But it does this at like 50... Like usually it does this where when you've got loads of battery left. But because it's cold, the battery ran out way quicker than I was expecting. So I thought, oh... So I ignored the return to home thing, being cocky, because I've, I've used it a few times. Being, it's all right, it's super safe. It just returns home. Like if you lose it and that, it's fine. So I ignored the return home thing. And then it's... So I went, yeah, I'm just going to do a fucking fly over these trains and that. I was looking down getting the shot I wanted, and then it just went like, beep, 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 critically low, critically low. And I was like, whoa, 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 okay, cool, cool. And I thought it was going to go back into return to home mode, but it didn't. It was like, going down, going down, above the, like, above the train depot, like, but where the tracks are and everything. It's like, beep, 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 it was like, oh, fuck me. It was like, right above the tracks. Then it was just hovering above the tracks for ages, because I lost connection to the controller. And I was like, fuck, I had to run like a cunt from the college. All the way out the college thing. There's a train here. No, 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 no. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I thought I was going to see it all happen because the camera's still connected. So I'm seeing everything the connect- the, on the camera, but I can't control it. So it's just like, oh shit, I'm just going to see my drone die. Like 800 quid just go down and like, train. And it's like, yeah. But luckily, yeah, but like, so I ran all the way around. And luckily, because I remember when it went down, I saw the road, like, and I thought, that's next to Morrison's. And somehow I managed to run round, look through the gate, and eventually it came down basically. But it came down just the other side of the track, so it wasn't actually on the tracks. So, and I looked at the other trains, and it was literally just right next to the metal of the track, because it had to find a flat place to land. So it obviously moved out of the track and gone down. So if a train came over, it would have actually just missed it. But obviously, I, I wanted to get it back. I tried, and I, I managed to run round to the, the train depot, get in because a van was going in there. Ran round and then saw some beardy bloke who was like, my drone, my drone. He's like, no, no. Like, thought, you know I mean, the bomb had gone off. So like, you can't go on there. Someone died. Apparently someone died on the tracks the other day as well. So he, he sent me packing. He was like, no, you can't get it. But I knew it was there. I'd seen it. Anyway, I walked back round, managed to call someone, somebody who wasn't a dickhead, like this, that beardy bloke. Found somebody who was wearing orange fucking high vis walking up and down. I was like, mate, my drone. Pointed it out. He came over, grabbed it and passed it to me through the gate. But yeah, fuck me. That was a lucky one. So near miss there with the drone, it could have landed up there. Could have been a lot worse. But no, no, not to re- uh, ignore the, the return to home thing. Has the bidding started for the film rights? <laughs> I think so. You two guys look like you just smelt a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, Is that my you story? You two guys look like you just dipped it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did say to Greg that I was very fatherly, and I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right. When he first got the drone, he was all worried about flying outside, but he goes, oh, I've got to use it my first time, I look worried about it. And now he's like, it's saying, warning, come home. And he's like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> nah, I'll keep going. I know, that was a bit cocky. I know better than the warning. <laughs> oh, fuck the warning, I've seen it. It's like 15%, it can go miles on that. And it's like, no, not at full speed, and not in the cold. It's the cold weather that fucked it. Nah. But yeah, I look like a right cunt would running that, around. Would that constitute robot abuse? 
I, had to, I actually had to run over the bridge like three times. I had to run over there, go mate, and he goes, oh no, and then run back over. Like, yeah, look, look like such a cunt. I went from being like, I went from being like all smarmy, cool drone boy, going, hey, look at me, I'm flying my drone. <laughs> I'm just spying on people. <laughs> to go, like, oh no, <laughs> my drone. Anyway, running through the street. That's the end of the drone story. <laughs> Greg's feeling a lot happier because yeah. he's managed to get a story out this week. <laughs> <laughs> look how look at the smile on his face. Uh, look how happy he is now. But we can't end the podcast without a cracking story from Johnny and Chris. Because this week, behind the scenes, we've all been working on our improv horror stories. That's right. What? Improv horror stories. And what they are is their I stories. Might, I, might, I might have forgotten about that. We make That's my up. horror story. I forgot. As we go along. So don't worry, guys, I'll get you to give you a chance to think of your horror story while I go first. And my horror story is called, It's What's Inside That Counts. Okay, let us begin. Susan was a normal kind of girl. Worked nine till five. Decent kind of job. Got home, cracked open a yoghurt, chucked on the oaks, holly oaks that is, and flicked through her phone every night. One night, she comes across this guy called, I don't know. Brandon. Let's just call him Brandon. Good looking guy, she thought. Hey, baby. Bit of all right. Starts messaging him, starts flirting. Next thing you know, Brandon's in her DMs. Northampton, Brandon. I'm from Northampton. Brandon's in the DMs. And they're arranging to meet up. Now, she's met a lot of guys on this thing, and most of them ghost you. They never turn up. So she's not holding up much hope. So they arrange to meet at a local little restaurant. They meet up. She takes him back to his, his house. Next thing you know... They go into the kitchen. Brandon turns. He's acting kind of strange, kind of funny. She looks around. Brandon's got a knife from a cutlery drawer. Hey, baby, shove my knife. Right in her chest. Pulls it right up. Pulls her ribs apart. Yeah, you like that, don't you, baby? Looks when I through, cut your ribcage open. Looks her in the eyes. Like eye. a turkey. Fucking hell, bro. <laughs> looks her in the eyes and says, It's what's on the inside that counts. And begins to put food in oh, her. <laughs> what? <laughs> like a turkey. Who's up next? That stuffs her. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see um, the bringing out Coming to America 2? Yeah. I did, on Amazon Prime. Uh, all, film, the, film all the big cast are back. Arsenio Hall. I'm trying my best here. Um, they've got the woman out of ghost Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie, Mur- yep, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. I'm just saying. Obviously, Eddie Murphy's the obvious one. I was just trying to come up with. Is James L. Jones? James back? L. Jones. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I was about to say James L. Jones is dad. I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Well, well, Eddie Murphy, Arsino Hall, they play at least four or five characters each, don't they? So, yeah. So I think fair. they do the barbershop thing. Though. Oh, man, is that back? Yeah. yeah. It's the joke about McDonald's back. They do American Desmonds. Yeah, but do, like, Eddie Murphy yeah, he's in it. a white Jewish guy. So. Arsino Hall, if you say their names five times each, that's the cast. They appear, don't they? If you eat, so we spill it around. <laughs> yeah. Needs. Like the Candyman. They're coming to America. Are, any, are there any other films that don't need remaking? Uh, yeah. Most of them. Mr. Kipling, King of Cakes. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mr. Kip, yeah, Mr. Mr. Kipling, King of Cakes, the Mr. Kipling story. Pastry fingers too. This time it's personal. Citizen oh, Kane. So, Citizen uh, Kane. Because I slept watch the first one. Citizen Kane. Because I slept bloody watch the first one. Also this week, uh, little the rapper Little Uzi Vert had his forehead pierced with a twenty-five thousand dollar diamond. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, cunt. What did he do that for? Look Attention, cool. I reckon. Eddie Murphy. Well, the rest of his face looks like an old school desk, so I suppose if he wanted to jazz it up a bit. There is this, uh, this story is called Large Oak Orange Door. And it's young Jeffrey, especially about in class. And Mr. Simpson caught him being naughty. Moving by the cut, by his ear, into the corridor outside, gave him a real lip wrapping. <laughs> he sent him off to this little cubicle to work in. It was a a room that was sort of almost in a room. It had little dividers, like you'd expect to see at an exhibition or something like that. Anyway, he was in his little booth working away, bored out his mind. He couldn't even remember what lesson he was let alone the work he was meant to do that was placed in front of him. So he looked to the side, anything for a bit of simulation, but he's just looking at this beige walls around him. And then he looks, sees to the corner a little scroll, a little, like, biro scribble that says hi, the blue biro. And he saw after it, it said hi in red biro. So he noted he had a pencil and managed to, because it was beige, scratched high after that. Anyway, the next <laughs> game came. Mr. Simpson said, I warned you, you're not coming in my class anymore. You have to go back to study alone. So he was like, OK. And he almost had an anticipation going back to the booth to see what was down there. And he saw the original three highs. And then it was, what are you in here for? And next one went, mouth. So he was like, what am I in here for? So he put mouth too. Anyway. He would sort of live for that little two minutes that he'd have a bit between the anticipation, the seeing it, the acting on it, and then before the deflation sets in, but he's stuck in the little cubicle again. So the next day, he came in. After that, the next one said mouth. So, it was now on the second one. It had mouth as the question, although that was his answer, you know, because it started off with the blue pen. The red pad and the pencil. So now it's mouth and it's on the red pen to answer. Mouth. So they put tongue. Just straight away tongue. So that's 
So I thought, well, I'll follow tongue because we're just all following each other. So that's it. So, to the left. To wait those hours before being able to leave the cubicle. This fun bit was always waiting, seeing, the assimilating and the retort, which up to now has just been the same as the one before. But obviously what comes round, the tongue. Wait a minute, so where are we? <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> that day, he went in there. Just don't, not even like us, like what, what, what are we on? Like what? Da, 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 da. And there was a wolf there, it attacked him and it killed him. And to this day, no one knows how. Fuck you now, that's really true. Really that ramped in, up. That's uh, scary stuff. In, in English <laughs> in the last 400 years. You just cut out there, which probably makes the story. People try and use humour as a defence mechanism. I've got a short horror story as well for you. Now, it's really short. Name called, guy called. Dunno. Let's call him Duncan. Duncan James. <laughs> born, <Blue>. born <laughs> from blue, with one arm. No, just the same name. Born with one arm. <laughs> no, let's say it's Duncan James from blue. Yeah. Life always threw hard knocks at him. Obviously, kids can be cruel, but he always saw the funny side. And in the classroom, he always used to make the kids laugh and sort of like have jokes and laugh at himself, and the kids would laugh with him. When he left school, he thought, you know what, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. People like me, people think I'm funny. That's what I'm going to do. So he gets starts doing stand-up, and when he's doing the stand-up, he makes jokes about the fact that he's only got one arm constantly on the stage, like a sort of self-defecating joke. <laughs> self-deprecating, yeah. Or self-defecating. Yeah. I self-defecating. Duncan yeah. does not have a funny bone, and he's not naturally funny, but he's passionate about doing stand-up comedy so he doesn't Wait want to quit is this disabled is this disabled humour yeah that's what he's doing himself yeah no no, just, no he's saying against what are you doing it <laughs> he's saying is it disabled like against disabled people or is it pro-disabled it's, it's pro-disabled people it's pro-disabled it's not disabled it goes beyond that it's, it's not about the disability you've got to see what he does first it's about <laughs> yeah. it's about the fact yeah. Duncan I think the war- I think, I think the worry is from the premise that you could be punching down here. It's about the fact Duncan's using the disability for his comedy, but Duncan's not naturally funny. So none of the jokes land. They don't hit. What he's trying to say, it's not really a horror film. It's not I really know a, all about that. It's not a horror story. I don't know why he tried What he's trying to say is the, the point is that it, what if there's a disabled person? You know how the disabled people, like we were taking the piss the other day a little bit, like you're saying about the, the birds. Uh, there's that, the new bird, and we t- and yeah. we took we took the but we took the make a bit. We're not really because she's actually quite she's she's a good comedian. What are you talking about? You know, there's that bird who's on uh, who, you know who's oh, oh man, so. let's not do that again. No, I know, I know. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really guilty about that. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, and problems they have to wait. For me to open Chris is saying stop. I'm saying stop. Yeah, no, look, look, well, I'm just trying to remind the the ones who speak like that, okay, but the original one. The ones. 
the ones that speak like that. He thought he could disabled comedians. You could have just said you could have just said the comedian Rosie Jones. But Rosie no, Jones, that's it. Sorry, Rosie. I forgot. I don't know. I forgot her name. Sorry. I'm sorry. But <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Look, she's very good. Like, I don't want anyone phoning in. I don't want anyone phoning in or emailing in. Complaining about what we're saying here. Like, there, was she's... A, there was also that bloke Lee Ridley, wasn't there? That won Britain's Got Talent, I think. No, there was there was the, the bird off Grange Hill. Do you, do you not remember the bird off Grange Hill? There's a bird off Grange Hill who's exactly like Rosie Jones. <laughs> yeah, she was the original slope, but she was. Yeah, remember, yeah. But like Barry says, she was wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. I'm just going to put in Grange Hill Mong. Yeah, <laughs> comedian Mong. <laughs> Grange Hill comedian Mong. Oh, so you oh, weren't so, taking so, the piss, and there you are. No, well, no, it's, no, that's because that's the way some people think. I, no, Let's I, change. I'm, the... I'm. It's 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 irony. Anyway, look. <laughs> no, Francesca Martinez. It came up. Yeah, there you, you do go. A search for Grange Hill She comes up, so you can't blame me. Comedian. Comedian. Yeah, anyway, she no, was. Just, no, yeah. She was the original Martinez. one. I but, was putting Grangeville Mong, and she came up. But what Barry's saying is the the thing he's saying is she what the one in Grange Hill she wasn't funny so it's that's the the soul destroying thing you'd say you is stop saying the one just say the lady or the girl in Grange Hill the comedian I'm talking about comedians as a collective I can say the one or whatever like uh, Barry stop what the fuck is snowflake I don't like this talk you fucking woke disabled. little bitch you woke millennial gay little girl fuck off this podcast isn't about that right uh yeah, so what were we talking about? Yeah, sorry. So she, so she's like a, a, a comedian. If if they're disabled and everything, and they're actors, they're being disabled. So you've got the Rosie. She's good, and uh, no voice guy. He's good, and it, it works. Their dis, the disability. <laughs> Don't laugh, Chris. Their disability works with the with the comedy their act that's but, funny but what Barry's saying is what if they're not actually funny like the bird from Grange Hill she wasn't actually very funny like she didn't I uh, don't think like it was just really laboured it was like oh god just waiting for her to say her words and uh, I don't think her material really worked with what she was doing like Rosie so, Jones yeah. does like Rosie Jones does and, and see some people can use their disability well and yeah, some people can't that's what I'm saying so th- what Barry's saying it would be tragic that would be a horror story if there's someone like that and it's like oh they're fucked they're all disabled and everything and they think the only thing they've got going for him is comedy and it turns out they haven't got that either I think we should like, cut oh, all this know. out <laughs> the whole like, lot like Michael McIntyre do you think it's yeah, like Michael McIntyre yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> yeah there's some gold in there Hills yeah I, 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 I disagree I say okay. keep in I don't think we said anything wrong there I I'm don't... just saying if you're going to you're the one who brought it up and then you're saying cut out don't say things if don't you get a job out. as a CEO in 10 years time and someone listens back to this guys you're CEO? getting cancelled you're losing off. that job yeah, exactly. if you become CEO of Pepsi Cola and they find out the kind of, some of the impressions you've done of the girl from I want to get a job I want to get a job doing that that's all well, impressions of the girl from Grange yeah, Hill yeah I want to be fa- get famous for doing that that's good. that's how I'm going to make my money so this is this is how I'm going to make my money by doing extreme podcasting saying the stuff going going all family guy anyway let's going to place animation let's finish this go. week's podcast there, there, there was one thing I was going to say about the the drone business. Uh, there was a bloke I used to, uh, used to work in the warehouse where I used to when I used to work at the shampoo factory, and I was, I was speaking to someone and just found out I 
re-friended him, whatever, or befriended him on Facebook. But he now lives in, he started using a uh, drone as a hobby, and he now lives in America as a drone pilot surveying um, things for yeah. like, pipelines and that. So there is money out in them now. No shit. Your, uh, boys, like I know, him. that's why I'm on it. That's why I'm on the case. So my, I, I say I was sharing stuff on Shutterstock. I've only just started doing it. And it's 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 weird. Shutterstock's a weird one anyway. Like, I, the first... So I, I, I tried to share all my best... What I thought were my best photos. Like, like these are great. These are artistically amazing. Like, I spent ages on them. Rejected straight away. Like, nah, nah. Grainy, grainy. And I'm like, what? Who's... But I realise it's AI that's fucking judging all these things. But anyway, there's, there seems to be a system to it. They only like... They like... So the, the ones I haven't edited much that are very clear of a particular thing... They like, but anything like landscapes and stuff like that. But then saying that, I did that panoramic, there's a, I did a 180 panoramic, it like that, like it's a drone shot. I think the things are a bit different, I've stuff like that. I've switched so, off, mate. Hey? I've switched off, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, the other angle, just, the other angle rather, rather than doing it for artistic reasons, is for like uh, surveys and inspections. There's good money in that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I fucking bowed through him off. Sorry, I fucked him up. I said I'd do that, so I was very rude. Talking about practical use for drones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I should say, so, anyway. I'm leaving. Yeah, I tried to upload a video. That's boring shit, anyway. Yeah, fucking cut it all out. It's shit that I'd like to talk to you about, but not really, probably, sharing on the podcast, I don't know. Well, anything, it's all shit, anyway. I thought it might actually be interesting, because most of what we've done is fucking bullshit, so, to be fair, we're an hour and a half in, but we haven't got no in The missing drone story was good. Yeah. So, anyway, as we've been talking about drones, let's move on to... This week's episode of Slice of Life. And in this week's episode, Darren has got a new job in a factory. But uh-oh, Stan turns up at lunchtime to bring <laughs> Darren some lunch. And hopefully doesn't embarrass him. In this episode, Chris will be playing Mark. And Johnny will be playing Frank. Two of Darren's new colleagues at his workplace. And I, of course, will be playing Darren. Here we go. Slice of Life. Ah, uh, hi, um... Frank and Mark, um, it's nice to be here on the first right, day of my new job. Hopefully I'll settle in okay. I'm sure you'll fit in like a hand in a glove. Uh, are we all northern? Sorry, what was are, that? Are you southern? No, you're southern, aren't you? Sorry, <laughs> what was that? Frank, I, I can't hear you, Mike. I think you'll probably fit in like a hand in a glove. Hopefully, I'm not very good with, I'm quite good with computers and I know a little bit of Excel, so hopefully when I'm settled in and once I'm sat down, I'll be able to rock and roll. It's probably not going to be that useful in the factory, in the factory working in making screws, but good luck. Yeah, I'm working up in the offices, boys. They just sent me down the shop floor just to say hello and meet a few people. Get your hands dirty. Yeah, that's it, something like that. Who's this guy next to you here? Uh, I'm Mark. Oh, Mark. Oh, that's it. Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Um, Mark, any chance you can show me where my office is? Uh, Paul and B, come down here, look down here. Come on, see you, Frank. See you. We'll see you, Frank. I'll back in a minute, all Mark. Right. Yeah. Says that to them. Says that to all the new ones. The office, the office ones are the best. Come on, get me a long way. <laughs> Been making many screws this, uh, this morning? I'm up to many. How do you fellas like your tea? They can screw themselves. It's me, the tea lady. They can screw themselves. And the tea van. 
Oh, they're not listening. Never mind, I'll put as many sugars in it as I like. I'll be back. Sorry about that, guys, I'm back. What happened? We're, we're, we're still waiting for you to go and get us that screw hammer. <laughs> I don't do stuff like that. I work in the office upstairs on accounts. On accounts? You've got a day like, it's your first day, lad. All that computer fangory won't get you back very far around here. Well, I'll say goodbye. I'll say goodbye to you two guys, and I'm just going to go up to the office and meet the people up there, okay? Um, oh, damn, I forgot my lunch. Excuse me, um, Paul? It's a little bit of Paul. <laughs> Paul. 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 What? Paul. 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 Is his name Paul? Paul. Yeah, I guess. Oh, hello. Hi, Paul. Oh, hi. You're right, Paul. Paul, can you get me um, the paperwork on the Johnson account, please? Yeah. And Paul, is, is Sue there with you? Can you put her on the line, please, Paul? Is Sue the only other person there with you at the moment in the office? Yeah, so let's see if Sue's clever enough to pick up the phone. I'll just patch it through. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Hello, Sue? No, oh, she's not. She's fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> the only other person not talking is probably Sue. <laughs> Sue, that's oh, your no, fuck. she's gone for a shit. She's gone for a shit, sorry. I can't see her from my desk. Uh, Sue's gone for a shit. Have you got James there with you? Over. Is James in the office there? Who knows? I'll try. I'll, try. I'll patch you through. <laughs> well, this is okay. convoluted. How the fuck is Stan meant to be coming in to give his lunch? Like, you should have stayed with them two in the fucking yeah. warehouse and Hi, I James. turn up with the lunch. Hi, James. Yeah, yeah, it's Sue. Oh, hi, Sue. Hello, guys. Hi, Sue. Sue, have you got the paperwork on the Johnson account? Yes, yes, I've just got it over here. Oh, would you like me to send it over to you? Uh, yes, please. Can you get um, maybe little Mark to bring it up on his way up? You won't, be, you won't believe what happened to me today, Sue. I forgot my lunch. Go on, tell me. I forgot my lunch. You forgot your lunch. Listen, listen, shh, wait a minute. Vera, Vera. Greg forgot his lunch. <laughs> what a dick. I know. I know, I feel like a right idiot. Luckily, that's only my cut. Uh, does, he not know the does he not know about the sandwich van man? Oh, is there a sandwich van man in the car park? No. <laughs> Mug. <laughs> you ladies are so cruel to me, but I like talking to you. Um, it's my. Uh, Darren! 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 Oh, wait a minute, ladies. Stan! Darren! Oh, oh you're right. Did I hear you say go to the sandwich van? be mad to work here, sweetheart. Did someone say about the sandwich van, man? Don't worry about that, Darren. I've got your lunch here. You left it at home. Thank you, Stan. You left it at home. I've got your ham sandwich, your pickled onion monster munch, and your penguin bar. Oh, thank you, Stan. You're an angel. Thank you, Stan. Wagon wheels on Friday. He's never going to leave this one down. This is a classic. Oh, don't let your friend say, oh, don't mind this. Don't mind the dildo hanging up my ass. I'm method acting. From a part I took on when Stan, uh, Darren was nine. I'm Stan, sorry. Stan, can you just um, keep it down a bit? I'll leave now. Sorry, it's just people obviously wonder why I've got a dildo hanging out my ass the whole time. I've just got to go into... You can sit here. That's right, Stan. Sit and sit on the computer. I'll come out and talk to I you. I can't sit down because of the dildo. I've just got to go into my boss's office oh, just to oh, check on the... I can sit down. I've just got to go into my boss's office just to check on the Johnson account. Okay. 
Just don't disturb us or anything. I'm just going to go in now. Make sure you eat your ham sandwich. Pickle on your monster munch. Okay, Stan, thanks. Hello, uh, Mike. Stan's outside your office. I just wanted to come in just to ask you a couple of quick questions about the Johnson account. Is that dude or Stan? Uh, well, my dad. it's my dad's Stan, yeah. Yeah, dildo Stan. Everyone knows dildo. Oh, you know about my, you know my dad Stan. I'm Boyd Method. As a gamer. You know my dad Stan. Everyone knows dildo Stan. Uh, have you got the paperwork for the Johnson account? You're, you're his son. You're his son, aren't you? No lunch. Is that what I've been oh, called? Oh, nickname stick right fast around here, lad. I've only been here two days, I only had my lunch gone a little while ago. I got my lunch now, Dad brought it in. You never live it down, never live it down. You had to get dildo, you had to get dildo in to bring your lunch. <laughs> no lunch. Mm. Well, anyway, um, yeah, about that paperwork on the Johnson account. If, you could, if we can get that together, I really want that to work out. Yes. For someone who's just come round here. Anyway. Son, I can hear I can hear what's going on, Phil. Stuck up for yourself, Darren. I mean, why are you let these people walk all over you? I'm just sat, I don't know why I'm still sat here. I don't know why I'm still sat here, if I'm honest. You've got your lunch now, I should probably just go, but I can hear these guys bullying you. And you should you should, you should stick up for yourself, Darren. Uh, don't let these guys take the piss out of you. Anyway, I'm gonna go now. Um anyway, it's not you started this, Dan. Someone's got his dildo in a twist. Oh, and also, it doesn't have to necessarily be a gamer. It could just like being, have things up the ass. People my, have like things up their bum. My dad's right. I will stand up for myself. And I'm walking out of this job right now and never coming back. That's the end of this well, week's so episode. You won't, get, you won't get your pay packet like that, lad. You're on a week's trial. That's the end of this week's episode of Slice of Life. Next week, find out if Darren gets another job. <laughs> He got, he got sacked <laughs> in the screw factory. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a bit frivolous walking out of the improv after we'd spent all that money on that factory set. <laughs> I was there, man. What I did just then, I did precisely what I accused you of, Barry. <laughs> What's that? So I zoned in and out, like my short term memory just kept going. I was like, what? I said, yeah. I like the way I like the way you go because you got trying to catch up with what was going on. I like the way you go like, yeah, because you guys smoke like because you guys smoke weed, right? You're sure, but I know you didn't. You didn't say to be fair when you said that. You didn't say like, oh, I don't smoke. Yeah, I don't do the same thing yeah. as well. But yeah, obviously the same thing must happen to you as well. It can happen to you. I don't think it's... that's short-term memory. I think that's a perfectly reasonable question to ask. What are we doing? Well, yeah, yeah to be fair, <laughs> most of the time that is not you. But I tell you what, that makes me fancy doing another improv, but not an improv, an interview. I'm going to interview you, Chris, and you'll be playing a character called Jason Philip Dewsbury. <laughs> now, face him, Jason Philip Dewsbury is a young man who Drewsbury. is talking to me about his latest film he's made during lockdown about love in lockdown and he's a trust fund kid he's got the money he's a producer and uh, so hi jason so you've made a film in lockdown hello yes yes so oh, so, so you've made a film in lockdown called lockdown love yes about love yes um basically you know lockdown didn't have much to do so i thought what can i do that hasn't been done <laughs> 
perform. And I thought, you know, doing a film about being in love in lockdown. So I made myself get out there to fall in love in lockdown, so to speak. And how did you get the money to fund the project? I swindled charities. I pretended that I had lots of employees at the beginning of the pandemic and needed money to support them from furlough. And once I had that money, I swiftly put it into a charity. So it was held there without having to pay any tax. And then from that, I used that as sort of a slush fund to fund my film about falling in love. Now, lockdown. lockdown Love's a very unusual story, isn't it? Because it's not um, your regular love story. This is a story about more like it's boy meets boy. Yes, it's a tale of when I was about eight years old and I <laughs> went down to the river and there was a river near where I lived that had an otter in it. <laughs> so all the village's boys used to go down there and at least want to catch a glimpse of the otter. But I used to be able to do so much more with it. And that's where the story starts in lockdown. Love. Love and lockdown. Was there any water babies? It had that element to it, you know, but it wasn't strictly that sort of film because <laughs> that had the, much more animation are. in it. Whereas mine's more black and white. So you were saying to me earlier that when the lockdown started, that's when this memory of the otter came back to you. And that's when you realised there was a story inside you about someone finding love during lockdown. And I suppose in some of the darkest places, love can grow. But uh, what was it like working with um, Johnny? With Johnny, he was an interesting fellow. When we kept him sober, he had his moments. But what he did to that otter, you know, on the last day on the set, none of us can forgive him for it and all the credit that he built up to that point the moment he did that to the otter all credibility went out the window did he slip something and in his pocket did everything we could to edit his performance out of the film at the final film so johnny you're here with us now um what how how did you find the film well, they say there's two sides to every story and i'd just like to say what's been written about what I allegedly did to the otter, I think is scandalous. Some, in my defence, the otter, I think, is at least half to blame. And I just like that out there on the record because I, I it's affected it's affected my work in the movie industry, to be honest. Well, we're going to play a scene now from uh, Lockdown Love. And this is the scene where <clears throat> Greg is playing a younger version of Johnny, just about to rip a cone. And uh, me, myself, I'm playing the older version of uh, Chris, uh, sorry, Duncan, uh, Chris. Uh, sorry, the, uh, the guy who made the film, his name is, um, not Chris. Chris Duncan. Duncan. Duncan James. Um, Philip. Dewsbury. It's Duncan oh, yeah. James. No, it's Philip. I'll be playing. Um, sorry, Jason Philip Dewsbury. I'll be playing Jason. Lionel from Blur. And Blue. 
So yeah, this is the scene, and this is where we I first find out he's doing bongs, and we've been Skyping for a week. Boop, 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 boop. I'm little Johnny, go fuck yourself! I'm little Johnny, and I smoke bongs, go fuck yourself! What's that you got there? I'm hip-hop, 1973, bitches! Go fuck yourself! What's that you got there? An otter? <laughs> An otter's pocket, to be precise. I like to play with my otter's pocket. That's a real live otter you've got there. I had to put stuff in and out of my artist's pocket. I'm Johnny Ray Peter. <laughs> Little Johnny Ray Peter. That's pretty disturbing. Johnny Ray Peter, baby. And that was the scene from... Remember that show, Mother Babies? Your film, Phil, uh, Philip. That was the scene from your movie called Lockdown Love. <laughs> Care to talk about that scene? I've got, or... I've got what we're doing there. That's why. Should we wrap that up? The film, the film, was, originally, the film was originally going to be called Otter Shite. I think that was a racial slur on me. That's why I fell out with the company. You cannot do that. They were just doing that because they knew of my, my Irish heritage. So anyway, great movie. We're looking forward to that. Get out there and see it. See it. When the cinemas open, see it. Uh, moving on from great movies, it, just, it, it was it was just hard. It was just hard after uh, ending up on the cutting room floor. That's all I'd say. I just think that was I think that was a, a bridge too far. I think this is a shame. I'd like to I'd like to back out of this. Yeah, that's goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Phil. Take care, mate. Well, I think what we need to do. I think you need to stop flailing with your fucking improvs and everything. We need to. We need a. A subject that everyone can talk about, a big one. A okay. big one everyone's got something to say, but talk about. Let's talk about my new lyric I've written for a song that you can be That's not a big subject, song. that's just a stupid throwaway thing <laughs> you're going to do. Again. Works really well. And it goes something like this <clears throat> Stop rushing to the future instead of thinking about the now. Stop uh, rushing to the future, start thinking about the now. Instead of thinking about the now. Instead of thinking about the now. Yeah, you got to Stop thinking with... about the problems. Start thinking about the how. how? Stop Ooh. eating lots of cows. Go vegan. Is it advertising guys? Nice. <laughs> that leads me on to the next thing we're going to do tonight, and it's called the long form story. Now, one of us starts a story, the next person continues a story, then the next person continues a story, and so on and so well, forth. Well, now we've got to listen till we've got everyone round the story. So I'll begin the story, and the next person to speak will be Greg. Then it'll be Johnny, and then Chris will be finishing the story. In a circle, as it is to us on Skype, it, it, that'll be a circle. This week's story is called... Does it have to, does it have to finish, or can it carry on? Oh, we, if it's carry on, if it's going, if it's still going. If it's working well, it'll carry on. If it dies, it dies. Cool. It's a bit like tennis. Oh, if it we, dies, it dies. If we can keep it you going... Before you do improv. That means it's going to be a good story. If we can't keep it going, yeah. that means we're not very good at it, or it's not a very good story. Let's do this. Okay. Just remember, guys, if we can't keep it up, it's not our fault. That happens to everyone. <laughs> okay, this is not me. I'm solid as a rock. Hard boys. I've noticed a bit, of, I've gone down a bit in PSI, but since I've always had fairly good volume, it just makes it more comfortable ride, I like to think. <laughs> <laughs> you just sort of you just sort of thumb it in like putty into a purse yeah it's, but it's when I say a little bit of PSI I don't mean like 50% I mean like maybe 5% I have to, I have so to stay it maximum. takes a bit of the edge it softens the blade 
dulls the blade. I'm always maximum PSI, hard boy. Right, here we go. The drone, <laughs> hard boy drone boys. Oh, Why lacking girth, I make up for in hardness. Greg's joined a new club, the hard boy drone club. <laughs> they all fly drones around. <laughs> He's got granite <laughs> his shoulders of his leather hard boy's coat. <laughs> That's the top let's, badge. Begin, let's begin the story. Top badge of diamond. Oh, yeah. The witch's finger. <laughs> diamond cock. Diamond cock. James woke up again. James rushed downstairs and had some breakfast. It was a cold day, minus 17 outside. James was getting excited. He thought today's the day something's going to change in my life. He'd been feeling depressed for the last few weeks. He couldn't really put his finger on why. He didn't really know why. But today, he woke up with a spring in his set, as if something had changed. James popped on his coat, rushed out the front door. And he decided to go for a run. So he ran. He started running and was like, oh, I'm quite hot now. I've started running. So he took off his coat and he doubled back on himself. He was like, oh, I'll go and put my coat back. <laughs> I don't need that anymore. And then he carried on his run. He was like, right, because he was quite hot. And he jogged halfway. He jogged halfway around the block. He jogged halfway around the block, and he bumped into the milkman. And it, well, a milkman drove past. He thought, oh, I don't, I don't even, there was any milkman anymore. And, he, and the milkman had like loads of milk and loads of orange juice, like fresh orange juice, that on the back of the milk float. Well, that's weird. And he jogged past the milkman, and then he just heard a like, Eah! and the milkman like did a, like a one eighty. Like the milkman, I don't know how, but like the milkman did a one eighty in the milk float. So. Turned around, was like, pulled up next to, what's his name? James. 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 Pulled up next to James and was like, here, fella, I've got to tell you something. And he goes, and then James was like, what? He goes, it's about your mum. She likes cream on top, and I've always taken a shine to you, son. So let me tell you a little story about my lad. He always used to put rubber bands on his fingers, and his fingers used to go red, and I used to hit him and take the rubber bands off. And then one day, he put the rubber bands somewhere I'd never find it. He wrapped it round your mother's big toe. It was Christmas Eve, five years ago. We'd just gone up to bed, and everyone was like, starting to settle. The kids were excited, even he was excited. Then, we all started getting the stockings out, putting the presents in. And said for him, your mum thought it'd be funny to put a DVD in of Shaman in there. You know Shaman, that TV programme? about the contestants that make people better. Anyway, they put it in there. We put it in his in his bedroom. Put all the kids sorted. Ate the cookie. Down the, the sherry that we left for the for Santa. Bit the carrot. Went up to stairs bed. Uh, yeah, sorry mate, James said. I don't really want to hear any more of this to the milkman. It's a really weird story. James pushed the milkman away and started walking off. He immediately phoned his mum. Mum, what's all this about the milkman and this Christmas story about rubber bands? I've just, you don't really see milkman anymore, but one's just stopped me in the street and told me this weird story about a Christmas tree and rubber bands around feet. Uh, and he said he knew you. It didn't really sound any familiar. What, what do you think of this, Mum? Son, there's something I've got to tell you. Um, I mean, I know it's a bit of a cliche and all that about, like, uh, the son of the milkman, and, uh, but you are the son of the milkman. Um, he's your dad. And the rubber band things, yeah, it's something you like to do, and and yeah, you're, you're that weird guy. That's, that's actually your dad. I'm, it's a shame he didn't hang around for a bit longer and so probably like I don't know, try and bond with you, or, or even tell you that he was your dad instead of being a bit, he was all cryptic and weird. Uh, sorry about that, son. 
But then James said, Mum, why did you wait so long to tell me? Is that, is that explains why there's always so much full fat and orange juice in the fridge. I like orange juice. Thought Roger the dog as he was walking past some people having a conversation. Anyway, Roger was very interesting. That's got me thinking about what I can eat. So he carried on going down, went past a little tufts of grouse, have a sniff, there was a bit of cat piss on there. There was nothing, you know, nothing sexy, nothing to get himself a little bit aroused about. Went up to the next bit, there was some bits of chewing gum and bits of crisps, so I had a little nibble of that. Went up to the next bit, there was some rubbish. A little bit of that. There was uh, more bits of kebab and stuff like that. James hung up on the phone to his mum. He looked at the dog dog walking past and thought, I wonder if dogs think to themselves. <laughs> Stupid thought. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking that. I know what James really needs in his life, he thought. A girlfriend. That's what I need. Fuck this story that my mum's holding about the bloody milkman. They're nuts. Let's, let's move on. James saw a local bar. It was open. He walked in. Walked up to the bar and ordered a pint. What are you having? Uh, said the barman to James. James, James, James likes cider. Uh, ever since he'd been to Cornwall on a, uh, a surfing holiday with his friends, they all ended up drinking cider one summer. And they decided, you know what, well, I quite like cider. And then they, he carried on drinking cider. So yeah, anyway, he ordered a cider. <laughs> the barman's like... Oh, that's that's a that's a that's a bit of a shit drink. I mean, who drinks cider? He's like, oh, well, me, I do because. Well, and he told him the story about going to Cornwall. Anyway, <laughs> and the barman barred James from the pub. He kicked him out and said, "Yeah, he barred him for telling shit stories." <laughs> uh, so James went on his. So James felt really. Well, he felt really sad. He'd been drinking at a pub for like years. <laughs> And he felt like he had a rapport with the bar staff and everything. And then like this guy he thought was like his best mate, his best barman friend, <laughs> told him he was boring <laughs> and was barred from the pub. So he was actually feeling quite suicidal. <laughs> and he was walking past the canal when... James heard a familiar park. He looked around... And it was Sharon, the barmaid from the pub. They'd always got on quite well, but she was quite a large girl. But luckily, James wasn't fattest. Should he go? Should he go up and speak to her, or should he throw himself off the bridge? <laughs> James walked to the edge of the bridge. He stared down at the icy depths. It must have been at least a clear thirty foot between him and the steely. Black waves below. He turned to his left and saw the waddling gravy bleeder walking up towards him. It doesn't have to be this way, she said. James knew she was right and thought, do you know, I'm a bit scared of heights and I hate the cold. So he took a step back. She went, no, I mean, it doesn't have to be this way. And he went, what? And she pulled him towards her, lifted him up in the air, and... <laughs> pulled him back down <laughs> into a loving embrace. I've always liked you, James, ever since the first time I saw you come into the pub. <laughs> <laughs>
I thought you were going to throw me off the bridge for a minute there. He laughed to himself. No, James, I want you. James's life suddenly sort of felt a bit better. It turned around. One minute he was feeling down, he'd been kicked out of the pub. The next thing you know, the barmaid that worked there all the, his life come up to him. And that's what he was going in there for in the first place, to find love. Maybe he'd found love this way. And it was Valentine's. It's cold, she said. Why don't you come back to my place? Really? He said. Yes, she said. Who, me? He said. Yes. <laughs> James didn't hesitate. He followed her down the road. God, it's just down here. I tell oh, she said. I tell you what, I can't wait. I fancy a knee trembler right here. Do me doggy in the alleyway. James is like, well, yeah, why not? It's not that cold. He had quite. He had a bit of a boner. He was. <laughs> he had a bit of a semi on already, and then he begins to get a fully. <laughs> and she pulled down her knickers and revealed her slightly chunky thighs. But I mean, but her butt looked all right. You know, he'd. In fact, he'd had sex with fatter girls. Loads of detail, Greg. Loads of detail. <laughs> <laughs> What's so, this spell like? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Chunky Sharon from the pub looked amazing in the moonlight. <laughs> and he started bash- battering away. <laughs> he had the quacks of ducks. It's like they were watching him. Cheering him on. Quack, quack. Go for it, James. Quack. <laughs> anyway, one of the ducks walked up and was like, Here, James, you're doing it wrong. This is how you should do it. James had never felt this way before. He started having crazy romantic thoughts. Maybe even splash out and buy a tent, take her away. The duck was laughing. But he was laughing too. If you squinted hard enough, she almost looked like Snow White. She felt cold to the touch, but warm inside. <laughs> snow White, Snow Shy. I reckon this is where we stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had one. I was going to say, um, I was thinking, I'll do, oh, it doesn't matter anyway now. Yeah, let's finish it. I was thinking he could say, like, oh, the duck's talking to us. I, I did think it was getting. A, I didn't really want to talk about the sex bit. It, it started to seem a bit weird. It reminded me. Remember that video of that bloke fucking that girl in the alley around yours? <laughs> mm. I do. you know? Last week uh, when we were talking about shows, and I didn't want my show to be in because oh, yeah. of the content. I thought of a, immediately as soon as we finished. I thought of a much better version. It's called a show called Shaman. And five contestants who are five different types of therapists or healers get different illnesses they have to face all the way to the top. So, like, one could be suicide, one could be measles, one could be shark bite, one could be, and it's all a different anxiety, you know, all different healers all the way up. So, um, it'd be like a sort of therapeutic exercise. So, how would they score points by the amount of people they cure? Curing them, yeah. It's got to be cure or make better. And it's got to be like a, a point system out of 10, I think, similar to boxing. Because ri- sort of riffing off of that, you instantly made me think of one called Psychic Showdown. Um, and they get a load of psychics and give them like unsolved uh, murders and they have to find the bodies. And every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, give them mushrooms as well. 
Yeah. I, I think their name begins with J. Yeah, we told you that. His name is John Monroe. Yeah, where's the body? Oh, sorry. Uh... Of the family Monroe. <laughs> well, that little girl isn't actually dead. That little girl. And is Shirley from, Shirley from Swindon with a metal coat hanger trying to divine the body. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> Week 13, Shirley's still wandering the streets of Swindon with a fucking coat hanger. <laughs> Not found many bodies yet. Look at a dog poo with a feather. Yeah. Zing. Zing. That's definitely got to be the logo for the uh, show. <laughs> dog poo with a feather in it. <laughs> I still <laughs> can't believe... I, I, I was assuming the show was over then. We haven't said goodbye. We were talking about psychics. We've got to do an outro. <laughs> That's it. I think everyone's definitely going to go to hear this show because it's fuck. It's just gone into with the red. Constantly. It's gone into the red constantly. It's I think. Well, but, thank yeah. me. Thank you. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's it's it's, it's our end. It's well, the, the mics. Do, I don't know. The level goes up. We've not noticed it before, but the level on the microphone keeps going up and down. At the moment, it does. We've not noticed what it does normally. I just want to say but, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Um, everyone out I there. did. I did have a. I had a horror story idea, but oh. I, 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 I haven't really fleshed it out. It, it's called Bunch of Cells, and it's about the haunting of a flat by the results of morning after pills. That's how we should do it, though. We should do it as a round story. So, if your horror story you haven't fleshed it out, you do as yeah, much yeah. as you can. Then uh, Chris takes over. Then me. Then Greg, and we go round until we burn ourselves out. We should do a few more of those next yeah, week. Yeah, that's a good new format. We're just discovering stuff all the time. Yeah. If you do your research... But you have to have... have all you need to do is have a starting off point and then... Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, we can do that next week and that'll be something to look forward to. I just want to say... I'm thank- just asking questions and doing research. I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listened so far this week. Um, and that's a big thank you probably to Chris, Johnny and Greg because you're our three main listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and me of course but I haven't actually heard all of last week's podcast but so I just want to say that's goodbye from me Ben um, goodbye from me Greg um, goodbye from Greg yeah. do you want to say goodbye Johnny and Chris Well, I guess I got problems. Dropped out of school, ain't think about college. So my apologies to my mother and father for being stubborn ever since I was a toddler. Make a lot of money.